Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 82 of Millennial Gaming Speak, a very special episode where we are going to murder a Wii U live on the show. Uh, with me this week is Max Roberts, as always. Hi. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back, as always, because I'm one of the two parts that make up 50% yeah, of the here. show. But today, I make up 33.33% of the show. Don't do my job for me, Max. I made a also, segue. Also, also here is uh, Grant Callahan, my friend from home. Hi, Grant. Hey. I, nice to be on here. I laid the pavement down, and it was your job to carry us all the way to our destination. I nope. just set the stage for you. Nope. Nope. Don't do my job for you me, Max. You can't do it all by uh, yourself. I'll fire, I'll fire you. We're 50-50 partners in this. I'm the host. But 50-50. That means... Like, anyway, Grant, what's been up with you? I haven't even talked to you outside of our strange group chat in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing much. Just focusing on this last semester of college. Swimming's about ready to be over with. So focusing on that. Got nationals this coming week. So pretty exciting stuff. Are then, he, is Michael Phelps your hero? If only, no. It's Mark Spitz. The man before Michael Phelps, the man who had the record <laughs> with a mustache for record, most gold medals. Record with a mustache. That's that drag. That's impressive. Imagine if he had shaved it. He would be better than Michael Phelps. Of course, but it's a little too late now. <laughs> mm, never too late. He's like 80 years old with like working in. Yeah, he's a dentist now. So He's a dentist? What the what? heck? How do you go from yeah. Olympic swimmer to dentist? How do you know, balance but... dental school and Olympic com- competitive Olympic <laughs> swimming at the same time? Assuming he did. Don't ask me. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, as I said, and as I said last week, if you're a weekly listener of the show, which you should be, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Um, this is the week before, or kind of the week of the Switch, I guess, technically, by the time the MP3 of this comes out. and I don't know. We're less than a week away from the Nintendo Switch, which means the Wii U's dead. And, I mean, the Wii U's uh, kind of been dead for uh, a bit longer uh, than this week, but that was the it's, now, it's, it's now officially dead. The Imperial March doesn't signify death. I know. I, I know. I wanted You'd have to do, to do, like, the Undertaker's entrance music, which you're unaware of because I wanted you don't know to do, about wrestling. You know, just like the funeral dun da dun noise. It would music. be dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, that. Doing. But I ended up doing the Imperial March because that's about all the music I know. So yeah, we use dead. We're killing it off, which means we're counting down our top five favorite games on the console at the end of today's episode. So the latter half of the show topics is going to be myself, Max, and Grant recounting our five favorite games each from the console. Um. But until we get to that, there is a bit of news. Well, before we get to news, even, I don't know. Is there anything? We usually do the poll pre-news, talk about what you've been playing thing. Max, I know you aren't playing anything. I keep screaming at you every day to go play Resident Evil, but I know you're not because you're weird or something. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Grant, you, you've you been playing anything at school or anything like that? I mean, you know me. I play a lot of League, but... Oh, gosh, I forgot. But I don't know how <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> but, One um, of those. League of Legends been wanting to do resident evil 7 my friend has an xbox actually i've been playing gta 5 on the xbox one right now so a little bit of pit people pit people is really fun i enjoy it so far 
What's Pit I People? Think your your account is still tied to mine. I think my Xbox, <laughs> so I could download that as well. Um, Pit Pe- Do you know uh, the makers of Castle Crashers, mm-hmm. Alien Home? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like some strategy board ish game where you just move your little people and you do like battles and stuff. It's very strategic, and you like can capture different people and monsters and use them on your team, like. Who do I have on my team right now? I have like three normal warriors. One has an arch or a crossbow. And I have this thing called the troll mom, which is like this huge black fuzzy thing that just spawns little trolls everywhere. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. it's pretty interesting. It sounds pretty good. Is, there, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it an early access game or is it just a beta right now? Do you, when's it releasing? Okay, it is early access. So I wasn't like... beta for it, but I bought early access for it because... I love Behemoth, and their games are always funny to me. So I'm like, okay, I'll just invest in this now. <laughs> How's um, the concept of the game overall? Like, I know a little bit about it. I've kept the kind of a close eye on it. But do you like it more in general than Battle Block Theater? Um, I like. I think ever since Battle Block Theater, I've enjoyed the narration. I think the narration <laughs> of the story is always so great. Have you seen like? People play through it all the way to like the store end of the story you can go to. Pit right people? Now. Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. I haven't watched too much about it. I've seen a couple quick gameplay videos, and that's about it. It ties into like Battle Block Theater, and I'm like, is this a joke? Is, <laughs> ha- so- is Hattie in it then? Um, no, but the ending. Oh, that's just spoilers. So spoilers ahead. Do you know that bear? Like you blow up at the end when like Hattie dies or whatever. I think so. Yeah. There's multiples of them and they're like god creatures. And it's like the narrator. So you're like, whoa. The narrator's the bear? <laughs> yes. That's really weird. So <laughs> I'll need to download it on my Xbox. Again, I think, I mean, if you bought both that and We Happy Few, I should have total access to both of those. Then I Grant, need to play We Happy Few. That Grant, game looks so good. I thought you did play a bunch of it. I mean, I played a little bit of it, but I mean, I got to the overworld, I could run around. I was like, what do I really do now? Yeah, that was my thing. I didn't want to jump in the game because it seemed kind of half-baked at first. I'm, I'm sure the opening was really good, but I, I'll i wait for the full product until I buy it. But again, I don't even know if I need to buy it. Max, for reference, somehow Grant's Xbox account, when he did have an Xbox, got tied to mine. So everything he's ever purchased on Xbox has also shown up on mine. I think we accidentally have he, he he I think he signed in originally before he owned an Xbox on my Xbox and chose it as his primary console for some reason. So now uh, everything's shared between the two of them. That will do so, it. That will do it. So I have access to a bunch of stuff. Uh, every now and then I'll get on there I'll be like, "Oh, I never I never bought this game." But okay. <laughs> so it's just kind of there. Um I like yeah. it. Uh as far as Max, I know you haven't been playing anything at all really right been playing some smash brothers melee it's a real weird game to play but all right my roommate Uh, my roommate's getting into the competitive scene so i'm trying to keep up with him oh well please no good luck with that i just like i hope you're good with fox i'm i'm decent (laughs) i can get the job Uh, done I played Bioshock Infinite again this past week, which is something I said I was thinking of doing on the last episode. It was either going to be that or The Last of Us, and I decided that I didn't want to feel as rushed when I was going through The Last of Us again. Um, kind of wanted to pace myself with that one, so I decided to go with Bioshock Infinite instead, mainly because I know where 
pretty much everything in that game is already kind of even though i did only play through it once um that game's still great though i love i love the ending to the game and there's there's you were, always you, so, a lighthouse you you so you showed me that one video and there was just a, there's a whole community of people who think that game sucks and i think their complaints are totally just i don't think he i don't think he ways. was in there's it was a critique and yes most of his stuff was hypercritical and that his hypercritical nature was one of my huge complaints with my friend when he showed me that video because you know there's like a fine line between critiquing and then just nitpicking well yeah because he goes exactly you can review because if, if you were to pick apart every single thing about every single game like there's even a part where he's like why are you just looting through people's pockets and Shalutin. eating pineapples and cakes and yeah stuff like that i'm like dude it's a it's a video game it is a stupid video game you have to remember that first and foremost more than anything and i i don't yeah a lot of his complaints were just unfounded i did i didn't understand a whole lot of what he was even talking about and i also don't think he even grasped grasped the concept that ken levine was directly trying to deal with with the whole alternate realities thing in that game i did research again after i finished it again to try to clarify it for myself because it still is kind of even beating beating it a second time and knowing what's going to happen, I'm still trying to piece together everything and make sure that I understand it completely. And there's a specific model of the alternate reality system that I know Ken Levine went off of when he created this game. And a bunch of people misinterpret that. Misinterpret that. Like it's really easy to. I know we're getting. I'm getting way into the weeds here. It's really easy to if you aren't aware of how time travel or alternate realities work or anything like that okay or at least no, no, no. you've heard say which would work or are... should work because they don't exist exactly that's my point though so if you don't understand the rough outline of like okay we're going to do this kind kind of time travel where two people can exist in one reality at the same time or where this can happen or where this can happen like Obviously, these things don't exist, so you set, you kind of create your own rules to or go off of a model where rules have been established for or certain guidelines. Because um, there's a bajillion different time travel rules and various sorts of fiction and things like that that people and authors and uh, direct, film directors have played with over the years. Same with alternate reality. And a lot of the dudes' complaints on that one critique didn't have anything to do with the kind of... Or they were complaints, which I understood how you could get to the that point, but you have to understand that that wasn't associated with the kind of alternate reality that Bioshock Infinite was specifically playing around with. Anyway, huge woo! I wish I could uh, rant a different kind of house and avoid that tangent. Yeah, well, somewhere you did, but not here. One way, Sorry, one that. play. Uh, no, I'm glad that you finished and played them again. I know you love the Bioshock franchise very dearly so i'm glad you gotta put those babies to rest one last time and not one last time but you know and recently you know so i'm glad yeah i remember yeah, I, mean, I remember I, having I, fun I with bioshock infinite i got that collection last year and you knew that infinite was like the one i was really looking forward to playing again and i just never got around to it that even though it was the one i set out to kind of play more than the others i wanted to play them in order and just never happened um but yeah that's about all I've been doing. And, and I've, I've wanted to start more games and I've been wanting to play more games this weekend. But, but how just... are you going to find the time, Logan? Exactly. Because this leads kind of directly into our news. See, I'm this laying week, the bricks. Notable news. You're not laying. You didn't lay I, any bricks. I did. You just said that kind of ties into. I'm laying um, the foundation for you. I, I was kind of talking about myself. But anyway. Um, 
Horizon Zero Dawn's real good. That's our first piece of news this what? week. What? The game that I keep forgetting? Grant, I don't... I, do you... I don't know if you listen to the show, but I legitimately have a problem with Horizon Zero Dawn where I just forget the game exists. I've never like, thought... Like, I just forget it's coming out. I never thought the game looked bad. I never thought it wasn't... It didn't look interesting or had potential. I love robot dinosaurs. It's a... More important question, Grant, do you know what the game is? Yeah, it's like robot dinosaurs. Robots take over the world. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, could, like, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And like, so I just forget the game exists all the time. And now the game's getting nines across the board. It's the most. Yeah, it's like the most high. I think it's the most critically appraised game we've seen in a really long time. But probably higher ratings than anything that came out last year in the entirety of that year. Um like even higher than Uncharted Four, and I know Uncharted Four is your game specifically, Max. But I think it. I'm. I, I mean, think you, aver- you could look up th- the Metacritic. I was going to say the Metacritic sure. average on Horizon is probably higher. Um, I think because of the nines across the board, I think the math would just average it higher. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, there were some outliers with Uncharted Two or Four that were giving it sevens and eights and stuff like that too. I I heathens. didn't see that with Horizon anywhere really. The only so, the only outlet I saw was I think US Gamer, that kind of was on the lower side of it in Waypoint for Horizon Uncharted. Oh, for Horizon, yeah. But again, just uh, small small voices in the in the bigger the small fish in the bigger pond or however you want to phrase that one. But anyway, yeah. Big... What do you think about the game overall, Grant? Though, because I don't really uh, know. I mean. Literally, I remember it being shown at like some game award or was it E three or something. I was like, oh, that looks cool, and yeah. then completely forgot about it until i mean i've seen a few commercials here and there a little bit on basically youtube since adblock isn't working anymore sadly (laughs) but um i mean it's looked cool i haven't been a big xbox other consoles guy for a while but i think it's an interesting concept i may hop into it do you have a have a ps4 okay we have a ps4 yeah so i may hop into it some point sooner or later it seems like Great. it's PS4's big exclusive so far this year. Grand Turismo in the probably park. so far. Period. Probably this in Bloodborne, honestly. And again, no Uncharted's up there, but it is and a you're sequel. Forgetting... It is a, it is a sequel. If you haven't played the three others, it's really kind of a hard entry point. Which again, a lot of people haven't. That's why they re-released the the remastered collection a few years ago. You this are is forgetting like the two marquee original. Title playstation 4 exclusives knack in the order 1886 which are masterpieces so don't you know i I forgot i sleeping on knack what else is new knack 2 most anticipated Uh, game ever it's super mario 64 get out of the way ocarina of time you're a bunch of garbage knack 2 knack 2 (laughs) um i still can't believe i met mark cerny and out of the thousands of questions I could have asked that man about literally anything he's ever done in his life, the one I asked him about was Knack 2. Because you <laughs> knew it was the most important question. That That's was true. a journalistic curiosity to serve the people. It's true. I also will forever remember being in that theater as both The Last of Us Part 2 and, and Act 2 were announced. <laughs> Gosh, those sequels are going to be unreal. I'm, it's, I I really do hope Naughty Dog has a little bit of time. It comes out before Act 2, you know, because as soon as Act 2's out, 
you need like no you need like six hit. months of space. At least, have, like no game should launch near Nac two. But you know, behemoth. Speaking of Horizon, though, back to back to Horizon. It's Hold this. on, one more thing about Nac two, Grant. Oh like, for gosh. real, we should play Nac two together since it's all co op when it comes out. All right. We'll find a way. <laughs> All right, so, back to Horizon. Back Sorry. to Horizon. It's this this big. We may go back to Nac two later, but back it's to hard not to. I'm now. I'm trying to restrain myself. Uh, it's for those that may not know or forget, like me, big open world game. You play as Aloy. You shoot robot dinosaurs. Apparently, the story is incredible. The game is gorgeous. Has an awesome photo mode. Uh, is super fun to play. Is a really solid first outing for a brand new open world, uh, first party, open world game. And that's kind of exciting to hear about. And I know Logan here is getting ready to cave on Tuesday and buy it three days before Zelda and the Switch. Well, that I found out there was a problem with my pre-order because I was going to go cancel my pre-order at GameStop. And then I totally forgot that I put trade credit towards it. So when I tried to, they said, oh, you can't outright cancel it. You can only fold it towards it. something else. And I was like, ah, shoot. All right, whatever. I'll probably just buy it anyway. And then the uh, reviews are amazing. It. So You could have put it toward one to Switch. <sighs> yeah all right I'm, sure. I'm trying to help you out yep. here just double fisting those those calendars back and forth <laughs> it's jeez it's please so, somebody gift that somebody gift that there's a green screen behind me too you can do anything you want with that actually okay here i'll do it oh gosh don't I'll, just say that <laughs> Timestamp whatever part this is in the youtube video um yeah, so I mean, I'm going to end up getting it anyway. And I know you aren't. You've already said you're not. I'm not getting it at lunch. It's going to be my post-graduation summer game. Which is probably good. There, You need to... I, I want you to play some games alongside me this year, though. And I want Mass Effect to be one of them. I want I Prey to be it one of them. It. I, I want you to play some games, though, this year. Like, I oh. want you to... I, I want you, that's what this is why I want you to finish Resident Evil 7 because I was I was all on board to make Resident Evil 7 our next review discussion game where we do a one-off episode and that never look, look at what I've done to you what I made you wait for, for that's never happening now oh well because you're never gonna beat that we game, can talk ever. about it still I will beat it one be, day no you won't we'll too I'd, I'd if put you money if on you it. if you didn't have if you didn't get through the part in the main mansion with Jack, if you weren't like glued to your TV getting through that portion of the game, then you'll never beat the rest. Why? Because that is the most stuck. exciting, enticing part of the entire game. But I got stuck. You're, I think I know the like, solution. No. I think I do know the solution. It's just the part I got stuck at was like an hour into my play session already. I was like, all right, I can quit now. Let me guess where you got stuck. Probably the oven cremation things down in the basement correct yeah i'm working my way to the boiler room and i got the scorpion key and what i figured out was there's a scorpion key door that leads back into the foyer but from the foyer there's actually another scorpion key upstairs i think near the grandma's room and when i was going upstairs jack came down and killed me and that was like an hour and i was like all right i will try this tomorrow and then i never came back and then you never did. You probably never will. Grant, Resident Evil 7 is real good, but you should totally play that game. I've heard like reviews and like people around campus are like, Grant, you need to play this. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to. Especially after Resident Evil 6 
I still have that image of the giraffe off with the six or whatever. A giraffe oh, yeah. image. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After six, I was like, I hope seven's good. And then I've only heard great things about it and seeing like a few reviews on it. I'm like, I'll pick it up eventually. Does anybody have PSVR that you know at your campus? On campus, no, not that I know of. You should next time you come home, I'll have you play <laughs> play it using that. Oh my gosh, hopefully, it's terrifying. Hopefully, I'll be home Easter ish. We'll see. Easter's, yeah, I'll, I'll have you. I'll have you try it out uh, next time you're home, whenever that is, and have you see how it is. Hopefully, it doesn't make you sick. But oh, no. the first the hour of that game sick. is like really intense. It's really good. No, no, I want to play Eagle Flight Simulator. If anything, I I do have that. Yep. So you should put you could play that. Um but yeah, back to Horizon cuz I know we keep get, jumping away from this. Um Yeah, I'm going to get it this next week and we'll see You're going to play 20 hours. Nope. Mm, I, I might try. I thought you were going to say like 20 minutes. And I'm like, you know, I I'm, the more I think about it, the more I'm going to tr- actually try to balance this and Zelda together. I wish you and... the best of luck. Yeah, that's I not going to happen. I think I, I could. That. I think I could do it. No, see, I... the thing is, you're a huge Zelda fan, and as soon as you have new hardware in your hands, and as soon as you have a new Zelda game in your hands, everything is going to go to the wayside until you beat it. And depending on how really long don't... that is and how long you get sucked in, you it might wind up right against Mass Effect. No, um, I really don't think so. I I think I can knock out. Because you gotta m- imagine that I will get Horizon Monday, it's Monday night at midnight. Monday at either midnight or if they have a nine o'clock launch at GameStop again, I'll get it Monday. I'll play it a couple hours, then I'll go to bed. Then Tuesday when I get off school, I'll probably come home and play, it, and then Wednesday after work, and it's so on and so on. Plus Friday I'm off work. I'm not gonna be doing anything Friday until my Switch gets to my house, which who knows when that is because oh, UPS yeah, has right. to deliver you it. Nailed it. Yeah, so I'm going to have some downtime next week to play games. And I will not have beaten Horizon by any means before Zelda comes out. And I'm going to platinum the game, too, because it sounds pretty achievable. Um, But I think I can balance both of them. I really do. And I usually try not to do that. I really don't. I wish you the best of luck. I think I can be far enough into Horizon by the time Zelda comes out that I'll maybe only have another 10 or 12 hours to knock out. With 10 it, or 12 hours, can, you know, just half a day. Zelda's going to be massive. Like, I'm not trying to get through Zelda in a week or anything like that, too. That's the thing. You're so, gonna, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how you do. I'm not. I'm going to wait till summer. Game's not going anywhere, and I have to focus wholeheartedly on Zelda. So it's going to be... I'm excited for it. I genuinely am now, especially hearing... The most surprising thing I heard in reviews was the story. And I really mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that. I expected it to be fun and gameplay and dinosaurs to be cool and stuff. But hearing the story really is quite effective and powerful. I was I was honestly surprised, especially coming from the guys that make Killzone, which from what I've played and experienced is a little bit on the average side of story, nothing too grandiose. Killzone's got some lore to it and stuff, but it's just complicated and not very enticing. At the same time, so they they're good at creating worlds because I I do think the Killzone world is unique. It's just not very attractive. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn real good. Again, probably the I think one of the most critically acclaimed games we've probably seen this console lifecycle. I really can't think of anything else I have seen just across the board like everybody gushing about everywhere. 
um, cause I really haven't heard a bad thing about this. I don't, I don't know if you have the most negative thing I've heard about the game was Max Scoville said he really likes it, but he didn't love it. And even then he's like, it's still like got my attention fully right now. So that's the worst thing I saw. And again, I didn't see us gamers review. What did they give it? I don't remember the phone. It wasn't a nine. It was probably a seven, eight range. I mean, which is again, not bad. It's good. It's good yeah. and great. So, you know, it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it all pans out. I do I do feel bad for Gorilla, not because they don't have an incredible game on their hands. They clearly do. But just like Horizon is just a new IP, which is exciting, but then it's going up against the new Zelda game just It'll within the fine. same week. I know like I'm not, sales I don't I'm not worried sales wise, but you've gotta think like I know the crossover is different because they're two separate systems, but I don't know. When I just hear there's a new Zelda game coming out and I hear there's a new PS4 exclusive called Horizon Zero Dawn coming out, Zelda is just, a you know, the bigger name. It's it, it's like... Uh, They'll be fine, though, because everybody who can't get their hands on a Switch will be like, well, crap, I really want to get a Switch and I didn't pre-order one in time and now I can't find one at a store. What do I do? Oh, I have a PS4 like 55 million other people do. And yeah, I'll no, buy this you're game absolutely too. right. I'm not, like, again, I'm not worried about the sales. I just... It's probably like a tiny bit of a bummer. Like, I don't know. You just I, hear I the think, new Zelda game. It's like if La La It's like if La Land came out against Avengers Part 3. Like, Avengers Part 3 is this oh, big gosh. name and just ads and everything, but then La La Land is still this great, phenomenal film. I'll do you one better. La La Land came out besides Rogue One. So there's, oh, did there it? you go. There you go. Okay. See, yeah, you kind of see the They're scenario. about five days apart. Yeah. Like both were great in their own right. And arguably La La Land is better. It is. But, you know. There's like, not an argument there. I said arguably for some people. And then I chimed in with my opinion, which says La La Land was better. That's what I would make green with you, by yeah, the way. Just I so know. You know. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems kind of like a. Well, the um, other thing too, so we can get into this with the Zelda reviews. I did want to talk about this. Reviews. Kind of got some reviews. No reviews. I want to talk about reviews. Um, but they're not out yet. They come no, out. No, that's the, that's the Thursday. point. This is more of a topic. I I know what we're doing. I know. All right. I'm kidding. Um, you don't know what we're doing. The Zelda reviews. So. Horizon got a lot of tens, and if Zelda gets tens as well, which it's already got one from Edge Magazine, which, which was published today that people saw, there could be potentially two tens within like a week, uh, three days of each other, I guess, Tuesday to Friday. Yeah, Good three God. day span, Good God. which is, I don't think has ever happened before, which is strange in its own right. But I, what I wanted to touch on was this, and this is kind of... Because again, I, so in the pre-show, I I said I told you I wanted to talk about Horizon because it did get such good reviews and it, it probably one of the most critically acclaimed games we've seen in quite some time. And you said, yeah, until next Friday though, and mm -hmm. that is kind of what I've wanted to talk about. Somebody brought up, or I saw somebody bring up the point this week that Zelda would not be as critically acclaimed, despite the fact that it is it, it, Breath of the Wild looks awesome. Zelda games in general are awesome, but how would they really review if there wasn't just the Legend of Zelda title on those games? Because you got to think, anytime a Zelda game comes out, obviously handheld Triforce Heroes crud like that excluded. Anytime a home console Zelda game comes out, it seems like it's universally nines and tens. 
And I'm at the point where that's just expected. So when this game ends up getting tens across the board next week, I'm not, I'm, oh, duh. Of course it did. Every game did. Freaking IGN gave Skyward Sword a 10. Yes, so did. Oh how, do you, how do you separate I do. the game from the brand, The Legend of Zelda? Because I think that brand in and of itself, like just seeing the game, you're like, oh, well, it's Zelda. It's going to get f- phenomenal review scores because simply because it is Zelda. Again, that's not saying anything bad about the games because they're obviously fan- fantastic games and they wouldn't be critically acclaimed if they were bad games. But is does it give potentially a little bit of a boost because it is simply Zelda? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, what do you play something like? Well, actually, yeah. When I think of Zelda without Zelda, like this Breath of the Wild, I'm thinking of the Elder Scrolls because that's exactly what it reminds me of. But I'm like, uh, Elder Scrolls got very. What's a good game reviews. that's? Uh, what's another game? The Witcher. I'm Witcher think, Three. But again, great reviews. Trying to think of some other game, but I can't think of it right now, or a different comparison. But yeah, taking the name off of Zelda. Ah. Uh, I'd say it'd probably still get great reviews. Stick someone else in there. Something like Waluigi or something not popular. <laughs> There's a mod for Ocarina of Time to use Waluigi. That's kind of fun. Please don't. No. <laughs> um, I think it'd be good regardless. I mean, the developers and stuff behind it. Yeah. If they were to stick in anyone, I think it would do well regardless. Yeah, I, I, for sure. And I mean, I agree with that in a lot of senses. I, obviously, they, the games are not bad, but there is just this expectation when you play a Zelda game that it's going to get I think there's incredible expect- scores. I think there's an expectation that a Zelda game should be good or great, um, which is a raised expectation. Like going into a game like Uncharted 4, for example, or The Last of Us Part 2, whenever that comes out, those have an established foundation and quality. And then now that bar has to be met or... Um, surpassed look at Uncharted 1 when it came out Uncharted 1 didn't have any foundation but it was this revelation of a game because you know your pants actually got wet when you walked in the water and you left watermarks and it was just so visually enticing but if you took Uncharted 1 today and graded it on the same scale that you would grade a game like The Witcher 3 or another third person shooter, Gears of War 4 you know that Uncharted 1 would be getting an arguably lower score, especially since really all it is is monster closets and just artificial difficulty. So Zelda, at least Breath of the Wild, has the foundation of all the great Zelda games before it. Fantastic games, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, um, Link Link to the Past, all this stuff. Then also, it's an open world game. It's Nintendo's first open world game, which brings in the baggage of can Nintendo do an open world right and do it in their own Nintendo way? And also, how's it going to stack up against games like Elder Scrolls, like Grant brought up, or Witcher 3s, or Fallout? You know, there's... I think it actually, the bar is very high for Zelda to reach those 10s and 9s and 8s. Um, and I think it has a lot to overcome, and it seems like it is doing that. See, I disagree in a lot of ways. I, I think, and again, super excited to play the game. Like I can't stress that enough. But you could stress. I'll it even a pitch more. this. I'll even. I'll even pitch that. I'll even pitch this to you, Max. Mm-hmm. If this is not Zelda, if this is just a game that's coming out, 
Right. And it's about a dude who wanders through yeah. fields and mountains with a sword and fights monsters and, killing and these, saves and a person. Fights monsters. Yeah. It's just not What do you think? What do you what do you what do you what do you think about this game? From based off in the previews that you've seen and stuff like that. Because again, Horizon looked awesome. You're fighting freaking robot With dinosaurs. dinosaurs. But exactly. it, that that you, that couldn't capture your attention for some reason. Yeah, and you totally, it, it, totally that, that totally that totally went by the wayside. If the Zelda brand was not on this game, how would it appropriately be responded to by the com- the gaming community? I wonder. I don't know if I can speak for the entire gaming community, but if you if I were to take the the brand out and look at this open world game set in a fantasy setting, third person, my brain automatically goes to a game like The Witcher, which is a game that before I was assigned the guide for it, I didn't know it existed, I didn't know what it was about, I could have cared less. But once I was told, hey, you want to do this for me? I'm like, yes, I would love to take your money. Um, I dug in, and obviously, if you've listened to the show or you know me, The Witcher 3 is one of my top, top games of all time. The Witcher 3 is phenomenal. And so I do, when I saw Breath of the Wild, Zelda brand attached, I did, I, it looks like a Breath of the, or a Wild Hunt kind of game, you know, a Witcher 3. So I do think that those kind of comparisons would still be made to, well, this is an open world game trying to achieve this, 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 and this. Can it do it? It's going up against titans in the industry, Fallouts, Skyrims, Witchers, um, even, I'm trying to think of other fantasy or fictional open world games i wouldn't throw mass effect in there it's not open world uh, dragon age inquisition you know there's a i think those comparisons would be made and then i think if it didn't have the brand attached it would have to achieve the bars as a newcomer someone coming into the game just like horizon does you know horizon is a new brand and it's like can it live up you know these are the guys that make kill zone can it surpass kills you know is it gonna uh, be i think really people would be way less forgiving of certain aspects of breath of the wild if it didn't have the zelda brand attached to it for instance the graphics would probably be like these aren't up to snuff for 2017 again i don't mm-hmm. think it's ugly or anything but you can't deny that horizon just came out and people said that ups on uncharted a, 4 is probably the prettiest game of all time now on a console say, yeah like clearly. on a technical on a technical level breath of the wild um, probably leaves much to be desired, especially to people playing on. It looks like PCs. a 2012, 2013 game in a lot of aspects. I but I think people are. are uh, for, I want to go that far back. I'd give it 2013, I, 2014. I, I would. The, well, you got to think. PS4, the, Xbox One came out in 2013, and yeah. Rise: Son of Rome was running at 900p. Rise looks better than this game. I don't know because the art style. No, I, think, I do because I, I because you the textures are where Zelda can't do it. The Zelda's oh, yeah. textures Zelda are very, very textures, but it can trumpet an art style. I mean, Wind Waker can't beat games from. I'm that not era. talking art style though. That's the but that's, that's my visuals. That's, the, that's my, my point. I'm making is 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 technical the performance. Yeah, the performance of the game. Okay, all right. Just just which it is very it. it is very it is very much four to five years behind. Again, I, yeah, I think no. people are forgiving of that on a lot of aspects because they're like, oh, well, it's Zelda and it's Nintendo. I if think, it wasn't, though, what, would that like be reflected in the reviews or things like that? I think um, it's more reflective of the hardware, not because of the brand. But that's reflective of the developer who made the game because they didn't yes. create hardware that could yeah, but I think that perform their I game you, high enough res. Yeah, okay, continue. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just an interesting conversation to have that... Uh, I, I mean, you got to think about it. The last <sighs> Skyward Sword got tens. 
It did. Twilight Princess got tens. Ocarina of Time did got tens. Wind Waker got tens. Yes, it did. Game Informer nope. gave it a ten. Okay, I I wasn't I didn't play Zelda around that time, so I'm I'm totally disassociated. With I think it. EGM gave it a ten as well, if I'm correct. Okay, I'll check. Um, yeah, it, Twilight Princess got tens. Um, the, every every home console Zelda game gets ten out of tens. So it's just kind really? of a did Wind thing. Waker because I I do remember hearing Pretty the sure. outlash outlash against the okay. art style just the art style though yeah like okay. i don't think anyone denied for half a second that the game was great okay so I'm, and again i, I wasn't a, playing these games around that time so I, i'm not i don't have a touchstone to it um yeah so i i, I think there's just remember this, skyward sword anytime a home console zelda comes out the barometer almost the average it just seems like oh well we'll just give it a 10 because it's zelda and obviously that's not the case because if the games were bad then it would i would like to think that it would get worse scores but at the same time i think there are a lot of things that this game probably does that other games don't that it probably gets a pass on in some ways just because it is zelda and so while you would give well, I think reviewers are much more apt to give this game a ten, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to act like I'm separate from this as well. If I was reviewing this game, I, yeah, I'd probably. And if it's as good as what people are saying it is currently, I'm probably more apt to give it a really high score as well. But I, I just, just purely because it is Zelda. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting conversation to have that. Something like Horizon took us so back by because it was so good. And we're like, oh my gosh, wow, it got these scores that we didn't expect completely. Whereas next week, what have we been expecting since two or three years ago from Zelda by the time Breath of the Wild by, released? By last oh, year. Oh, it's when, gonna get it's by, gonna get widespread acclaim. Yeah, it's by, gonna be it's gonna be one of the best games of the year, easily. Like there's no yeah. doubt about it. Just it, it's it's a Zelda game. Like you expect that. So I don't know. We don't have to keep talking about it that much more, but I, I thought yeah. it was an it's interesting, interesting we'll thing to bring how it, up. How it turns out. How the brand reflects the game itself. I don't um, know. As a reviewer myself, I try to I try to hold brands that are good or that I enjoy to a higher standard. Like games like Uncharted, for example, something we can gauge because you know one, two, and three were so highly praised. It's like fours, and then The Last of Us, and it's like fours got a lot to live up to. And then I personally thought it lived up to that. Um, so I really do plan to hold Zelda to a pretty darn high standard, especially if I'm drawing direct comparisons to Witcher 3. Um, it's going to be interesting to see this game. Man. Are you drawing comparisons to Witcher 3 when you play this? I think so. It's an open world game. Open world, narrative. I'm I mean, I understand that. I, I'm, I, I would be more likely to compare it to past Zelda games, I guess, before I would compare it to another game like that like oh no item in this dungeon well that sucks because twilight princess would have given me the hook shot right around here or things like that and that was that's where that's like why i don't think skyward sword's good it's like okay this game's fine but this game sucks as far as zelda games go because i compared it to everything that came before so i'm I, i'm curious what you're gonna think of breath of the wild then i'm sure i'll like it i'm very much looking forward to playing it um before we get off Zelda, Grant, I'm kind of curious, how are you going to be playing this game? And what are you doing with Switch in general? Because I know you're kind of thinking about getting one. Or you're do I don't know. What's up with you and Switch and Zelda? And um, I mean, originally I didn't think Zelda was going to be a launch title. So I was like, okay, it'll be a little bit off. I'll get the Switch then. But then yeah. I hear it is. I'm like, gosh dang it. And then Mario Kart 8 on top of that. I'm like, mm. I'm going to need to get one soon. And my friend's been talking about getting a switch, and he's like, "I'll get it for you as a graduation president." And I'm like, "A president? 
okay, president, if only president. <laughs> Make Nintendo great again. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no Mario Kart. Mario Kart Eight. I'm stoked for. I'm right there with you oh, on that one. Mario Kart Eight is the best Mario Kart I've ever played in my life. So preach it, brother. Preach it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I double dash, but eight is king. What do you? Th- I thought you were always a double dash boy. Double dash is like probably the one like I'm the fondest of, but the best like pound for pound. It's Mario Kart Eight. Oh, double yeah, definitely. But and a du- eight is only getting better now because it's bringing in the double dash mechanic of two items. Because you really don't need yeah. that second Actually, racer. That second racer did nothing except hold the item. Um, now that you can hold two items, it's oh, it's gonna be so good. I mean, you sort of held two items in the other ones. You just like held down whatever One, button yeah. you had assigned. You couldn't do that in I mean, double dash, obviously, and you couldn't do that in Mario Kart Eight. So really, you could do it in the DS and 3DS entries, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wii, for sure. Good old Mario Kart Wii. I'm only sad they aren't adding, like, Captain Falcon to the roster. I'm just like, you have the racetracks, you have the car. Who knows? Come Maybe on, he is in Falcon. the game. Maybe we just don't know it. That would be crazy. Unlockable, please. In the words of our president, wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do you have your Wii U with you at school, Grant? I forget. Currently, no, not right now. Okay. But I have someone across the hall that if I need to, I just play Wind Waker here and well, there. Well, yeah, I didn't know if you were going to, because I knew you would want to switch, obviously, because you love Nintendo, and uh, you'll you'll get one eventually, I know. But I didn't know if you were going to oh, yeah. try to grab Zelda for Wii U or anything like that, if you had your... I may actually grab it for both, just to see if there's a differences and such. It'll just be between the graphics, I'm pretty sure. That's the only difference I mean, is on paper, and what they say is the graphics like 720p on Wii U, and then the Switch version features higher quality sounds. Sounds like there's some frame rate problems on the Switch version that some people are running into every now and then. I, uh, I've i heard sometimes it dips, uh, depending on if there's a lot of action or a lot of enemies. Um, we'll just have to see it for ourselves. I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's complaints. like that on Wii U. We'll I mean, I've heard it pretty frequently from people who've previewed the game in the past. Yeah, I'm talking like before these final review copies. So maybe the okay. final, final, final version will saying. be different. But I, from previous builds that people were playing, probably about a month ago, I it was pretty frequent from what I had heard. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it, if that's if that is because it was ported to the Switch technically, and most of it was designed natively for the Wii U, or and then they upresed it to run at 900p. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's move on and keep talking about Nintendo for a little bit because we have gotten some more news this past week. The media now has their Switch units, which means things are starting to slowly come out based on Nintendo's um, embargoes that they have on the console right now. Um, but Nintendo's also giving us some news at the same time this week about what to expect on launch day this week on march 3rd um and they announced that there's no virtual console on launch day what a freaking surprise nintendo thanks for that um i don't again this is the the main point i'll I'll make on this is that i just still don't understand why this is coming out now um zelda's obviously ready and that's the only reason i can think of why this is coming out because as you said in the text conversation we had the other day max the online mode's basically a beta until the fall Mm. um their launch lineup is super sparse they don't have virtual console ready for day one as well just 
why is this out? And then and then we'll get into this in a second, but the hardware is now having problems as well. So why? <laughs> I can't. I It's... I mean, from a business perspective, what it is is it's the end of quarter stuff, and they're just pushing it out to boost their end of quarter sales figures. That's the business side of it, and that's just the reality. Um, and that's not to defend it. That's just how businesses work and investors like things. Um, as far as the virtual console, I heard a pretty interesting point. I won't say it's a good or bad one on NBC this week. You know, suppose we're supposed to be getting NES and SNES game once a month, you know, before they take it back with the the subscription plan. And part of that is the SNES games have multiplayer. With online multiplayer, not regular. So that, like, it's interesting if the code and stuff, like, I just, you're absolutely right. Not, most of this doesn't seem ready. Like, it is a Zelda machine primarily. Um, some cool stuff, at least for me, is coming out near launch. I do think they're avoiding the mistakes of the Wii U by having significant games every couple of months and there's no significant drought that we can foresee right now which i think is positive but it is a zelda machine up front and that is primarily what it's for and i'm excited to use it as that but no virtual console we'll see how it rolls out you know it i it isn't it's important to see how it's all going to roll out from here i'm super excited at the end of 2017 to look back and see how the switch and nintendo has evolved and um, that's something only time will be able to tell. Mm-hmm. What about you, Grant? What do you think about the virtual console not being there? I mean, I probably won't buy anything. If it was up, I wouldn't buy anything like the first few days or weeks. I'd be like, eh, unless they did say GameCube is going to be on the virtual console. Is that, that correct? Sweet, sweet GameCube. Uh, no, they haven't said anything about it yet, but we all hope okay. it does. I heard, I heard a rumors or something. I probably read it somewhere. I was like, if there's only GameCube games on there, then I might buy like one or two, but they can take their sweet time with the virtual console. It doesn't really affect me, I would say, right now. Mm. I, we'll yeah, see. I mean, I it's think. just something that I thought was good to pad the console's launch because it is so soft and because we are getting so few games. If they could have been like, hey, uh, virtual console luckily is ready day one and the rumors are right, GameCube games are now finally coming to our virtual console. Here is... Super Paper Mario, or not Super Paper Mario. Gosh, Paper why Mario do you have to say sure. such horrible things? Um, so we'll see how it I goes. It's... I think if I think that that would have just helped alleviate the this is a bad launch concerns that people are having, and it not being there. I don't think it's anything we can dock from Nintendo. Well, we kind of can. Like I don't it was know. on they your did previous it with both. No, they did. We you did not have it at launch, and neither did the Wii. I mean, but the point is, the again, didn't have it either. What have they been? What have they been doing? Like making Zelda? To... Yeah, that's, uh, that's Mario, all, is that all? Is that all they've been doing? Apparently, like, how how this the console just seems so half baked right now, and it it really does from its UI to no, um, I I will disagree with you on that UI. That no, UI, I will completely disagree. No web browser on day one, and I know they're patching you, it you, in or something. The last they're time you used a web browser on your PS4. It's not the point. The point is most people can't sign in using Wi-Fi, and I know there's this stupid day one patch, but the fact totally that they even have to that. patch that in. No, that's um, it's a press thing. That's fine. That's not a problem. If it's their day one when consumers have it, then it's not a problem. It's not. If our reviewer at DualShockers is reviewing the device and he's like, hey, I can't sign into my Wi-Fi, great. That's going to reflect on his review. 
Well, that's his so, problem for I, his ancient internet. It's fine. If day one, that's not ancient house. internet. That is a common thing to have to sign in via web browsers very often. It used to have home Wi-Fi. That's crazy to me. It just that sounds baffling. I would never dock it for that because if it's their day one when Joe Schmo walks in and buys it, then it's not a problem. It's just I I don't. I mean, that, okay, stand up you, for the UI. Stand up for the UI. What's so great about the UI? It's fast, slick, sexy. Oh, it's fast. Thank God in 2017, a user interface. It's nice. It is a sleek user interface. It gets the job done. There's no, it's almost It's almost like Breath of the Wild's intro, apparently, where you just kind of go and do it. There's no hold up. There's nothing slowing you down, holding you back. It's exactly what I want. It's like when you set up an iPhone. It's like, boom, you're good to go. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It is a nice looking and functional interface. And yeah, I think it looks the best, especially out of the videos and stuff I've seen. The UI just looks the UI is and amazing. Oh, it looks so good. And like one thing, like um, when you boot up a game, it asks you which profile you want to play with. Having multiple say that's so it's so smart to me because oh, like I have nightmares about the days when I would some kid would delete my save file, and obviously that hasn't happened in years because i don't play games with other people on my system anymore but that's like a nice touch like there's a lot of cool ui stuff and those parental controls those are nice that bowser video was adorable that bowser video was adorable like the (laughs) ui is nice you i don't know how you could deny that Mm -hmm. it's fine again we talked about this way better than ps4's user interface i'll tell you that and xbox's oh yeah I hate PS4s. Xbox is Xbox is bad. I I like PS4 setup. You know, PS4, there are a couple bugaboos with PS4, but PS4 I, I, without before folders, it was just the cluttered mess. Folders help quite a bit. I mean, it is better. I think it is better than the PS4s. Based off first glance, first blush, looks way better. It's fine. Um, You're just not a UI fanatic, like apparently Grant and I are. Yeah, come on it's a user interface it should Who be good a crap if it was bad, that's the first thing if you it see was, if it was i know bad, but people were freaking out about it all last week like oh my gosh this is like the second coming because they developed a user interface that wasn't trash for once congratulations you don't have virtual console ready day one i'm gonna take a wild guess that I by do. the time it is ready i won't be able to transfer over the games whoa, i've already whoa, whoa, freaking whoa, bought whoa. two or three times whoa. from you I'm not saying having an amazing user interface makes up for not having virtual console or. I get that. I'm just you're like the UI is bad and like I I do not know how you could look at it and say it's bad. It is. That if I said it was bad, I did not mean to say it was bad. It's fine. It's what a user interface should be. That's why it's good. I'm not giving them brownie points because they created something that is functional, like. And sleep. Great job! You did you did your you did your work. It's Congratulations! So nice I can't wait. Like it's... my boss doesn't come up to me at my job and be like, "Hey, you finished that project that you said you're gonna finish today? Here's an extra hundred dollars on top of the eight hours you just charged for doing your normal work today." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! If they just God. had to make a functional user interface, it wouldn't look like that. It's, oh yeah, it's it, there. There's a difference. There's a difference between it being functional and it looking nice. You can drive a Ford Pinto. It'll get you places. I prefer. But if you drive a Tesla, you're leaps and bounds. I'm just telling you. 
There's there's the difference, and you're thinking of it as a Pinto. Like it just needs to get me places. It's not a Tesla. It's a. It's. It's, it's a, a PS4 it's a, and Xbox One as far as user interface it's a to, goes. It's a, it's a Toyota Corolla. It'll do. It's it's about <laughs> what it should be. You were you. Oh, it's in fun. So it's, I don't think it's so good about it. It's just boop. There's my game. Oh great. Boop. There's the store. Like I don't understand the difference okay. between the PS4 how many and boops this. do you have to do to get to a game in your library on your Xbox? It's touch screen. I, I, I can't. I can't go. To, I can't go touch my t- my TV screen and choose or anything. Like I'm just that. saying. So if you if your switch is docked, you're using the TV, and your Xbox is obviously no, hooked true, up to your TV. All right. So how many boops? It's at le- if it wasn't the last game for you, what? If it wasn't on your for Xbox what? on your a Xbox. store? No, to to, to store. play a game on your Xbox. Two. If it wasn't, if One. it wasn't the last, or game you I were could playing, use my voice and say Xbox, you play do have the a game. connect. You do have a connect. All right, I give you points there. If it wasn't the last game you were playing, you have to go over to the right and go to your games. Right one, and then you have to scroll one, through your games. Two, and then three. wherever the game is. Okay, so you got about three boops there. On your PS4, depending on when you played it, you've got similar actually to no, the no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you if you have it pinned it's on your all, Xbox, this all, all depends. Yeah, if you have it installed on your Xbox, I guess technically you'd have to do that. But if you went and put in a disc physically, then it'd pop up in the disc section, which is right there on the front page. Yes, it would. So Just like on the that. Switch, if you put a cartridge in. This it is depends. a in the weeds. I know strange it's so much fun. Conversation. And then if it's PS4, having. it depends on if it was the last game you played. If it's a the disc. PS4, if it's the di- if you put in the disc, it pops up and automatically I mean, takes you to it. So there's one boop with that. Okay. You're trying to you're X- trying to argue like shrink down. No, I'm not boops. trying to argue that again. <laughs> I'm not trying to boops. argue that it's even bad. It's just fine. It's it, I, you go on whatever. driving your Toyota Corollas for the rest of your life. Grant and I will pursue Teslas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you say so, whatever. If that's your god tier user interface, then sorry. Um, my God tier one is where Mac were we at? Yeah, I I don't know. Back to Switch and Virtual, virtual Console, console. not being at launch. It's a disappointment. We'll see how it rolls out. It's I mean it's not surprising because if it was going to be there, they would have talked about it way sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you figured they would have talked about the user interface before some random dude stole, stole one and oh had gosh, a story was video so good. of it online. So you d- really don't ever I mean, assume anything. With if Nintendo. that didn't happen. If that they're, didn't they're happen, having an indie. They're having this is kind of news. They're having an indie broadcast next Tuesday before the release. Of I thought it was system. Monday. Uh, I think it's Tuesday. The pretty sure it's the twenty eighth. They're trying okay. to. They're uh, trying yeah, to they jump in on that horizon. An indies hype. direct. It's it's cool. It's yeah. They're gonna. It's, show not, even off, a, it's show not even a direct. I don't think it's like called like the indie broadcast. I don't. know. It's probably direct style. Anyway, speaking of direct, did you see there's a Pokemon one this Sunday? There is what I believe so. Yeah, there's a Pokemon Direct. Let me oh, maybe they'll show off Pokemon R- Warriors. Stars Pokemon Warriors, the new Hyrule Warriors type Pokemon okay, game. Stop right now! No more of that. I swear I saw. Are you? It was on Twitter. That's where it was. Nintendo I didn't America. see it at least. I didn't hear um, anything about this. Oh wow! No, yeah, he's where right. Is it Pokemon Nintendo Direct set? Yep. Oh, now I'm trying to load the website. Yeah, I'm loading. Oh, set twenty sixth at ten a.m. at seven a.m. When did they yeah. announce it? Um, two days ago. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. So, 
What? Actually, yesterday. They announced it yesterday. And there's the vacuum. On schedule. So well, now give me a Pokemon Switch game, give me a Coliseum or a Stadium, and we'll be good. Well, I doubt they're going to announce that stuff since we didn't even know about it. But you could cross how your fingers. Um, oh, that's kind of weird. Getting we back into the groove of things and getting through the news and stuff like that. Um, I mentioned a problem they're having with the hardware. Okay, here's an actual thing I'll bash Nintendo on. You can't defend them. I did, Their Joy-Cons whoa. are having problems. Oh, my goodness. I never tried to defend it with you when we were talking about it this week. Goodness gracious. No, I'm not talking about this problem specifically. I'm just talking about I want to crap on Nintendo. I know. You I always I, do. I, I can't wait for the second doing. half of the show where you actually have to say nice things about them. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to say nice things about it. We're going to do a <laughs> retrospective on the console itself. And if you, you don't objectively that. We admit that, that the Wii U games. is a dumpster fire, then you're wrong. Oh, my. See, um, can't win, man. We're supposed to talk about our favorite games, not... We will, and uh, then after that, the same thing we did last week, where it was like, so what do you think about the 3DS as, as a whole? We're going to do the same thing with the Wii U. And oh, if gosh. you don't say you w wish you could throw it into a lake, then don't, but you're lying. I don't wish I could throw it into a lake, but goodness gracious. Um, Joy-Con problems. They're desyncing, specifically mm, the left one, but not we found out both of them. Not desyncing. They're, okay, enlighten us. I just Mozart. I'm just, no, it's desyncing would mean I don't know it's, why you'd be Mozart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> desyncing would imply that it is losing its connection. You have to resync it, which the way you sync a controller with the Switch is either through the UI or by sliding the Joy-Cons onto the side of the console itself. Um, that's how you mm -hmm. sync them. What this seems to be based off Game Explains video where they f figure out how to replicate the issue consistently is like an interference and it happens when the joy con is covered um they were able or like behind they did it behind their back and all of this is extremely concerning the the analog stick is losing there's serious input lag with it if it's covered um or behind things or there's great distance this is a serious problem and it does happen to the right joy con as well the reason people notice it on the left one is they use that analog stick for movement which you will notice constantly because you are constantly moving through zelda you're not always moving the camera um originally it sounded like a firmware issue and still could be the ps3 had a similar issue at launch with its dualshock 3 controller where the analog stick was not um making the correct movements that you would it wasn't having the right inputs so it still could be fixed through firmware update hopefully but it really genuinely sounds like a hardware issue and that is a major concern and see, I wanted yeah, to say all that before you yelled at them, Logan, <laughs> so people know that I'm not happy about it. Now go, like, let Grant speak, because he had something to say, and I interrupted no, him. No, go ahead. And then Logan can yell. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, if it's a hardware issue, then that's going to delay my purchase, guaranteed. Oh. Which, definitely, I don't, if it is a desync, whatever issue it is, and it's very related to hardware... I'll definitely wait for like an upgrade or a deluxe like they did with the Wii U. You have your eight gig little dinky model, which you never see anymore. And now you have your like deluxe, which is now the standard edition for the Wii U. I'll wait until there's like a deluxe edition where they fix this problem. And especially if it ruins something as good as Zelda, like day one, that may be a game changer for me. Like, um, I got this just for Zelda. If it's not functioning correctly, do I really want to play any other games on it right now or for a while until something like 
big like Mario Odyssey or a Smash Brothers game comes out. Yeah, if the stick doesn't work with Mario Kart, that's going to be the biggest irk for me. I'll be so salty if this issue isn't fixed for something like Mario Kart, which is very reliable on the or rely on the analog stick, especially the left one. Buckle up, everybody. Just, just buckle um, up. Put your seatbelt on. I'll take on. this out. Make sure. This is bad. This is bad. Like, um, I don't understand how they didn't fe- know this. And if they did, then why they pushed it out? Again, why is this coming out? Because I feel like Nintendo had to have known that this was a problem. Because, and the reason I say that is because the number of people right now who own Switches is so incredibly low. It's just the media. It is just the media and people who are reviewing the device that Nintendo has given one early to. So that's what? hundred, Maybe one to 2,000, if that. Okay. You're way high. I mean, you, like, you got to think like worldwide, there's people over in Europe and stuff who have okay, it as that's well. Fair. We'll, we'll get different territories of the world. Maybe one to 2,000 switches out in the wild currently. And this has been a widespread complaint amongst... I don't want to say everyone because there's a lot of people at the same time who have said I have experienced none of these problems. But considering the amount that are out there, it and has the fact, se- it the fact that it can be, be successfully replicated. Like exactly. you can do it. That is the concern. When you brought that up to me and said they can consistently mm-hmm. make the problem happen again, that is when you know that it's a problem again. Well, oh, then yeah. it becomes, well, just don't do that so that you don't replicate the problem. Well, sometimes you aren't really thinking about that. And it's just it's like you don't want that to happen it's going Um, to be interesting my my, well here's the thing here's the thing it's such a small number of people right now who are having this problem what happens when they ship out their two million units this right or they're they're already shipped what happens when the two million units get in people's houses this friday like how how occurrent is this going to be what's everybody who has one on day one going to be saying and again it's kind of a minor issue but it's something you don't want having period when you just drop 300 plus dollars on a freaking new piece of hardware this should not have this issue. You're, you're absolutely right. And I'm sure, I seriously hope it can be solved through firmware. Um, my question when this news started breaking, and even when we found out that it could be consistently replicated, was how did no one notice it before? Now, granted, the everyone that has a Switch now has had hours upon hours playing with it. So plenty of time to notice issues. And demos up to this point have been... 20, 30, maybe an hour if you're press. So definitely smaller. But the issue seems to be with interference as far as the range from the system and then, you know, if something is blocking or covering the Joy-Con. Like, I feel like someone would have noticed it, but no one's spoken about it. It's interesting. So I'm curious if there is a difference between the demo units and now these retail units because that's what the press has. They have retail units. And that's why I'm so concerned. And I'm... Like I, I keep saying it. I am. It's just super a, it's hopeful. just a thing that it's just something you don't want happening again when you are spending. Let's just say everybody's probably spending about four hundred dollars this week on this because everybody is buying a switch. So that's three between three three twenty and three thirty. Buying Zelda after tax. What? And One then the, switch or the, whatever. Atta- the attach rate on Zelda is probably going to, I'm not even joking about this. One-to-one. It's going to be really close to one-to-one. Everybody who's getting a switch this Friday is getting Zelda. And I, it's just something you don't want happening. Um, 
again, it does seem like a minor problem and it's nothing that I think would ruin the game. You obviously just stop and resync the controller or whatever you need to do to fix the problem. I haven't looked too much into this. I, I, I didn't watch the game explained video like you did. Um, but obviously you can fix it rather quickly, but it's just that shouldn't be happening. You're period. Right. And again, we hope they can fix it. <laughs> I don't. And, and that's not, the thing. Gonna... It seems like hardware. How do you fix this through firmware? Like I really, I don't know. How did Sony fix the issue with the PS3 controller? I, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It's issue. black magic. There are way people way smarter than I am that can figure this kind of stuff out. I get that. Out. I get that. And so I it, know, but I just don't see, it seems like something uh, you could, I'm sure. I mean, freaking PlayStation added HDR support to PS4s and Xbox one added backwards off. compatibility via updates. So I there's get that some, you can do some stuff, oh, but the other thing out is there. name a time. Nintendo has added has drastically updated hardware via firmware before there's like Wii U. That's what i'm saying is there's not that much what they do with that do you remember the og operating system and then how much faster it became after that huge update? um no because i didn't buy it at wii u day one because i thought it was a trashy trashy dumpster fire gimmick <laughs> it was it was rough and this update like totally increased the speed it was nuts actually how they wait when, how soon did you get a wii u Oh, I didn't get a Wii U to. I got the Wind Waker Wii U. So like six months, months after Wind Waker launched, like it was at a Kmart that I worked at and put it on layaway. Like I didn't buy it as soon as it came out. My friend got a Wii U at launch. Um, at the time, I guess when did Wii U come out? Two thousand twelve. So that's yeah, five years ago. 12. He was nine years old. So like you know, Nintendo systems big deal to a nine year old. Um, you know, they also don't think about all the things like we do with UI and performance and stuff. So I was there day one. I actually went to the midnight launch with him because, you know, wanted to be a part of it. He wanted me there. And, you know, the seriously, you should YouTube the difference. It's insane. Like, so to answer your question, Nintendo has updated hardware through firmware. Um, significantly. Hopefully. Hopefully. I, oh, for sure. We'll hopefully. see. Um, the last question before I get off news, and this is kind of an odd one since you and I are both getting it next week, Max. Um, and I want you to be completely honest here in a lot of ways. I, I feel like uh, anyway, I'm always honest with you. Um, you th Do you think this thing's worth getting at launch right now? Because I really like... If you can hold off, by all means, I would I would suggest doing so. I, I don't think this is anything you need to own now. As cool as I Which think is the hardware why is. why I don't understand why you're getting it. That's the Because thing. Zelda, and I'm dumb, and but I've already have said I want to invest in That's my in problem. Them. You have the Wii U. I hate the Wii U. But you have <laughs> it. Like So if you wanted to play Zelda really bad, even if, but, if the Switch again, wasn't coming, if there wasn't a we'll Switch talk version about of Zelda, this shortly. you would have played it on Wii U. We'll talk about this shortly. I hate the Wii U. I really do. What? You hate the Wii U? No. You? You? It's the worst console I've ever owned. Easily. Ooh. Virtual Boy. I never owned a Virtual Boy. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you didn't own that. Um, do I think it's worth getting right now? I'd like to be. I'd like to have the new tech and stuff like that. And I, and me, you and me both. I'm flipping with my money, and you, you know clearly all these things. Are. And I love that about you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> you don't. I do. Um, to answer it honestly, for myself, kind of like you, I I want the new shiny thing. This is actually the first home Nintendo console I've ever gotten at launch. I got a DSi at launch. 
And I think that's it. That is the only Nintendo system I've ever gotten. Oh, no. I did get the new 3DS XL at launch. I got the Majora's Mask one. So I've gotten two handhelds at launch. Never a home console. This is the first one I've ever been able to. And I really do... I do love adopting things first and being there in the front lines. Look at my PSVR. Um, I certainly try to do that with Apple. I have the iPhone, you know, the iPhone 7 or whatever. I do enjoy being first. Um, and so for myself, with the Zelda game there, that certainly is enticing enough to me. And then there's other things that speak to me. Like Grant said, Mario Kart so soon. I really, really am stoked for Mario Kart. Um, the new Spectre of Let's Torment. be honest, though. Is Mario Kart a seller for, for you, though? For me, yeah. Mario Kart, Mario Kart is, let's say Zelda was in June, and this launch lineup is still the same day one. And well, then Mar- if Zelda's else- not there at launch, it changes it. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. So then my answer would change. Okay. I'm, like I'm just Zelda there, and then a month later having Mario Kart is nice to me and speaks to me personally. And you know the other things that speak to me: Spectre of Torment, the new Shovel Knight launches first on Switch. Um, that Puyo Puyo Tetris looks pretty cool. There, you know, there are things that speak to me, and then being there day one, as a average consumer, widespread. Unless you're a big Zelda fan, I don't see the need to be there right away. Um, I this is almost resembling a soft launch of something, of a store, of a product, and really the Switch. We're gonna know what the Switch's life is going to be like by the fall when its online system is a service that you pay for and it's out in the wild when super mario odyssey launches and there is a full library of games that's when we're going to have a real good first year handle on the switch and its potential and where it's going don't forget don't forget we're also going to get our hands on the long-awaited 2011 version of the elder scrolls 5 skyrim i know you've all been waiting out there actually, to play you know what i version of the game well actually <laughs> i do think it's going to be the special edition the only reason i say that is part of me i'm pretty sure they've already confirmed otherwise no they haven't todd howard actually said in an interview this week he says i can't say whether it's the original or the special and the only um, listen the only reason i am i'm not even hopeful because i'm not going to play the game and i don't care about it I i don't you know bethesda has their e3 press conference this year i feel like they could say something there like i feel like we're definitely going to know by e3 whether it's from Nintendo on Tuesday or from Bethesda on Sunday, but I've if the, if Nintendo brought Bethesda on to announce that they're even working with the Switch, I feel like they could talk about it again at E3. We'll find out whether which version it is or not. But they, dear God, if Bethesda talks about freaking Skyrim on the Switch the at E3, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> I don't care about the game. I don't care anymore. about the game either. Especially I don't want to hear about, about it. Especially about the fact that it's coming out in fall. You know what else is coming out in fall? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh I don't gosh. care about Skyrim anymore. I just they, forgot about Red Dead. Uh, it's just... Uh, anyway. Anyway. So you think, it, depending on the person, it's obviously worth the buy it, at really, launch. Um, because, because of Zelda. And just because the hardware does look sleek and sexy. It is the nicest looking hardware they've ever made. It looks like a high. It looks like high tech, which is kind of cool. So I do think it varies for me personally whether I was doing the Zelda guide or not. I would be getting one. So for me, yes, depending on the person, you know. 
You also They're didn't on. have to pay anything for yours because you sold the worst console of all time to get yours. So that helps. Um, I, again, like I, yeah, I was saying I would have done that. Grant, what do, you, what do you, I don't know. How do you feel? I don't know. Like, I just want to get that launched because I'm like, well, there's going to be a new Smash Bros. Eventually, hopefully there's a new Smash Bros. Or they remake Melee, which I, or, is a possibility. I bet they bring over the Wii U version with all the characters. Yeah, then you gotta add shovel more. Night. You're gonna shovel add Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Yep. Shovel now, Knight. Somebody told want. me on Twitter, what if they add because he's doing promotion for it, what if they add John, John Cena? Cena? It's a possibility. I'm surprised doing... you didn't cancel your pre order, Logan, as soon as you saw John he's Cena promote the champ Switch. anymore. He's not champ anymore, Bray Wyatt beat him, him in the elimination according chamber. To you, so according to you, you hate him. Anytime he's outside of the ring, I don't I don't have a problem with him. Okay. Right, it's only but... when he's in the ring. Gotcha. But the Switch, day one, I mean, I'm trying to think. Zelda, yeah, I would get it day one, probably, if I had the time the, and resources to actually play right, it and get it. If that wasn't a concern. Yeah. Milking the cows. <laughs> yes, 1-2 Switch, day one release. First thing I load up, no, but um, uh, I think I'm actually not terribly excited for the Zelda. I mean, like, I was excited for Twilight Princess. Skyward Sword sort of threw me for a loop. I was so I, excited for it that I uh, that game just hurt me on the inside. I'm sorry. I do just Grant, you should know that I actually do quite really enjoy Skyward Sword. Um and Logan gets mad at me all the time for that. So I just want you to know that I do really enjoy Skyward Sword. So you're I aware mean, of who you're talking to. All right. <laughs> I mean I don't think it's terrible, but there's just like little things that annoy me like when I go into like a Zelda game, I expect like ah, oh, every temple's gonna have like a different unique boss and all this different stuff. But then if you see like some of the same bosses over and over, I'm like, <sighs> I mean, it's cool and all. It makes for a good story or whatnot, but. Hey, hey let's fight Tongue Boy six times. Hey, let's fight this stupid black Gear blob game. with toes like eight times. Hey, yeah. let's uh, fight. I don't know. Stuff I'm not like a that. fan of like, even though it may be like a different fight-ish time. The repetition. The repetition of seeing them. That's not something I want to see visually every time. I'm like, show me something new. Um, so I'm not really excited for Zelda. I'll just get it because, hey, I like my Nintendo. But hearing also the flaws has me a little bit concerned. Like, do I want to wait for another um, console or yeah, like an upgrade to the console or whatnot? Or do I just want to get it now and hope and pray for like the firmware to update it? Yeah. I'd lean towards probably I would get it early. I believe it can be solved with a few updates, especially if like, the PlayStation's fixed it before, so I'm not terribly concerned. But if it's something like that where I have to buy like two new Joy Cons or something, then yeah, I'd be upset that I bought early. But I'd probably say yeah if I could. And also knowing Mario Kart Eight will be here in like less than a month or a month ish, I'd be so excited for that. We're gonna talk about Mario Kart later, I imagine. Grant and I are just gonna oh, gush oh, about yeah. it. Oh, it's definitely um, top. Yeah. So that's about everything. Um, that's it for news of sorts, I guess. I don't know. How long have we gone now, Max? Just out of curiosity, before we do jump into our topics. Hour and 15 minutes. I figured it was a little bit longer. Anyway, we got a little too rainy at times this week. We I, went on a couple of tangents. I, I blame some, myself. Some about time travel, some about... Um, Nintendo sucking. Yeah, Yeah. some about Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil? Oh, we did kind of talk about that. I was like, wait, what? Um, We're forgetting our tangents. So our topic this week, 
as I've stated 17 times already, top five favorite Wii U games. So Wii U can go throw it in uh, that dumpster you probably got out back and because you don't need it anymore because the Switch is out this next week. And if you're going to play anything Nintendo-related, then please play that thing, even though there's only probably going to be like one really good game on it that you'll want at launch. You should probably go play that instead of ever touching a Wii U ever again. Please just uh. get rid of all of them. Let's let's do like what the Nazis did uh, during the World War II era where they were... Weren't they like burning books and stuff like that? Let's they just did. do that, except let's do, with, let's do it with Wii U's. Let's be like the Nazis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Erase we from history. <laughs> um, so yeah, you could call me a Nazi on Twitter if you want. You need to have permission to do that. Um, we're each going to break down our list coming up here in a minute. So please come join us again for that. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So I hope you're all wearing black this week. I hope you've got some Kleenex. I'm going to need the Kleenex. You're, you're, you're fine. This You won't shed any tears on this. The Wii U's dead. Let's bury it. Let's kill it. Womp, womp. Console's over. This is the end of it. We're going to count down our top five favorite thing games to commemorate it, and then we're kicking it in that grave because we don't want to see it around here anymore. Um, you want to have the retrospective? We'll I'll do the retrospective conversation afterwards. Um because I have do have some things to say about it, obviously. You, you have um, something to say. My goodness. I want to say before we do start, we'll get into um, shout-outs and all that stuff before we get into our formal list. But I think I'm not... Uh, I think I played five games on the Switch, period. The Wii U. So that's oh, why Wii this U. needed to... Or Wii U, I'm sorry. I think I played five games on the Wii U, period. So that's why this needed to be a top five list. Because I'm looking here... I don't think I played over five games on this on the Wii U. Which is unfortunate. New games. But- new games, I'll say that. I'll, I'll say that as well. Because Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, I dabbled in. But don't really count. Not, a, not, in the, yeah. not when we're putting these lists together, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it needed to be a top five list specifically for that reason. Um, but let's I'll say start. I had to make cuts and I was sad about my cuts. So there's your two spectrums of the Wii U. Why don't we start? Yeah, Logan, do your thing. Thank you. We'll start with Grant because he's our guest. Grant, what's your number five? Number five is Pokin Tournament. Pokin Tournament. I was wondering if this would be on your list. Uh, I thought we were. Yes. Do- okay, never mind. Uh, why do you like that one? Um, I think. A fighter, which I was really impressed by, I was like, all right, Nintendo's got like their first step into like a 3D fighter. I want to see at least a 3D fighter recently that I know of. And I was like, I wonder how good this game could be. So I picked it up for like the average 60 bucks when it first came out. I was like, all right, let's see how this game goes. Playing through the story, I mean like story, but the gameplay in the online is really fun. And like trying to figure out what you can do with the 16 characters, I believe that's in it right now. And all the support options you have with other Pokemon, I thought that was really unique and creative. 
but I mean the meta, like I studied like the competitive scene since that is huge in Japan right now. And they had like a Pokemon tournament at the national Pokemon games. Like the meta and stuff just was really fascinating and stuff to me. I was like, okay, I want to learn this and get more into it. And the characters are very diverse. You have things in there like Suicune. And what's another one? I had a list of them all here. Uh, Gengar. Gengar, Gengar I mean, that one's... What's the Firefox thing's name? Delphox. Or no, it's not Delphox. It's Finnegan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like the middle evolution. I'm like, okay. Like, there are some really strange Pokemon that got in. Chandelure. That was Chandelure. the one that got yeah, in there. When I was like, what the heck is this dude in here? Like, I think the uniqueness of the characters they put in there and how they made them work. Like, some of them are close range. Some of them are stall. Um ranged characters i think it was really unique twist on a two or a 3d fighter and just watching a lot of pokemon fanatics like really appreciate it and actually like take time to learn it even though they haven't like kept updating it recently which sucks it was really interesting to see like something a breath of something new on the switch for once or not the switch (laughs) the wii u for once something like that Mm -hmm. and i mean there is rumors of the dlc finally coming over they, in Japan, this is like an arcade console game. Like you go to arcade and play this game, and they have like Darkrai, Skizor, and Empoleon as characters. I'm like, Please. if that comes over, then that'll sell me in. And I really hope like this announcement tomorrow with the direct mm. actually says Pokémon's coming to the Switch, and it's going to be having all the DLC characters, which I think is a very high possibility. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I remember that game coming out in my more phone. ports. Yay, Switch! <laughs> um, Grant, I did forget to ask you honorable mentions. That's we what forgot I was to start with. That on. yeah. What are what are some of the oh. ones that barely didn't make your list? All right, Smash Bros. What? Whoa! Yes, it's an honorable mention. Wow! I fought between Pokemon and Smash Bros for fifth place. I was like, okay, this is an interesting one. Like Smash Bros, I love that it got DLC. I love pretty much everything about it but when i was thinking of like good games on the list i was like it actually probably isn't in my top five i mean it's like every other smash bros almost besides melee it's a fun i have to be around people to play it these games on my list i can play anytime and i'll enjoy it no matter what smash bros i need other people involved which sucks and i think the internet online for wii u just sucks too so i'm like eh, i really can't do it online so that's why i didn't make top five all right respectable other honorable mentions are i put rayman legends because it originally was supposed to be a wii u only game yeah mm-hmm. and how there's like extra stuff to it i think i played through all that i mean i would say origins is better than legends by far oh well i love the platformer i love it all but it's not definitely top five material bayonetta 2 made it just because I think it's a beautifully crafted game for what you could do on the Wii U than just being able to shoot and beat up anything is something that's completely different from most games on the Wii U. Like these are most of the time non-violent games, more kid-friendly games are on the Wii U. Bayonetta 2 is just off that. I was like, okay, I need this more mature game in my Wii U library. It's something that I can fully enjoy now that I'm older compared to like I could only not enjoy it when i was younger i feel as if i'd be like huh cool i shoot things but the elegance and the art style of bana 2 was something i really liked mm-hmm. and the other one was hyrule warriors i was wondering if you'd have this one 
I mean, I just liked it. It just had mobs of everything coming after you. And you're just like, hello, I'm Link, Zelda, or freaking Tingle. Tingle. And you're just like <laughs> smashing everything. <laughs> it was fun. I think it was enjoyable. Hack and slash. Let's do a quick mission. I mean, but it wasn't anything like, oh, I love this game. It's over the top. It's just sort of there. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Max, your honorable mentions real quick, and then we'll go to you for your number five. My honorable mentions might surprise you too. At least one of them will. Um, Splatoon was an honorable mention. I never owned it, but I feel like I've played enough of it to understand and respect it. It is Nintendo entering the the shooter space, that specifically a third-person shooter space, competitive and actually succeeding it not being about violence and being kid-friendly and having this charming night style like it is nintendo's take on a shooter which kind of is part of it feels you're a kid like, and you're a squid you're a kid and, you're a squid. <laughs> and that part of feels kind of the excitement for nintendo's open world game which will be breath of the wild like they know how to they seem to know how to adapt to these markets that have grown and evolved while they've been st- staying behind um Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Canvas Curse was a great DS game and kind of a cult classic in the Kirby franchise. And just seeing that claymation art style and being able to play it again, it truly is a beautiful game. It's one of the things that the Wii U did really well was it may not have had the graphical power of a PS4 or an Xbox One, but it re- they really know knew how to hone in art style in the system. And they created truly beautiful looking games and Rainbow Curse was one of them, along with Yoshi's Woolly World, which is a charming, adorable platformer co-op again. Just looks beautiful and it's fun to play. It's lighthearted. It's a great co-op game to play with someone who may not be the best at games. Uh, Wind Waker HD. I um, it's you know it's a port, but you know Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game, and just having that again was one. And last but not least, which uh, is the one that will surprise you, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is an honorable mention. Um, I didn't play Shovel Knight on Wii U first. I played it on my 3DS. Um, but it really does belong on the Wii U. With Isn't this. that like your second favorite game of all time? Yeah. You said favorite How did Wii it... U games. It didn't crack your list last week, though, either. No, because I was going to save it for the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a mistake, probably. No. Going back um, to 3DS. No, because I, I played it there first. But when you think about it, it really does belong with the sideways remote you know emulating that nes controller even playing with an nes controller plugged into your wii remote um the amiibo support for it was really cool like with custom night and all that stuff it really does shine on wii u and it it, it, almost kind of like ukulele here coming out it feels like it belongs on a nintendo system and it's really one of the best games of the last forever so but but not good enough to be on top five well you said top five favorite wii u games if you said top five best wii u games be a different story okay um what's your number five in turn super mario maker okay super mario maker it's just it's so good i it's just spent hours playing with friends making impossibly hard levels and trying to beat them just to upload them and it's so charming and magical, and no one ever thought that Nintendo would give you total creative control to make Mario levels like that. And sure, it had community issues, and Nintendo um, 
with some of that online sharing infrastructure, but it really is this magical game, and it really it really is the only game on the Wii U that justified the gamepad's existence. Um, that game would not have been possible without a touchscreen interface type controller. And so... I 100% agree with that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Best it use is, of the gamepad. It's the only, the only other game I can even think that comes close is that one mini game in Nintendo Land where you are Mario trying to hide from all the toads. Like, that game is just stupid fun. Um, it's the only mini game I ever really played in Nintendo Land, but Super Mario Maker justified the gamepad, and that in and of itself is a feat because the gamepad is such a bad controller design. Um, so really, Mario Maker is charming and is quite a powerhouse when you think of the system. Um, but, uh, hi everybody. Honorable mentions, um, Logan. Do you have any? Honorable uh mario maker honorable mention never played it know about it good game objectively no it's probably a solid solid game it's just mario platforming what's not to like uh splatoon probably pretty okay too like i'm interested in maybe trying out splatoon 2 when that comes to switch we'll have to see what my money situation's like around then um and then special shout out to the game that should probably be number one on everybody's list uh breath of the wild even though that doesn't really count yet I, yeah, you can't, days. yeah, you can't count it yet because it's not out, but I'm sure Breath of the Wild will be, um, it is the swan song of the Wii U, but it probably will be its crowning achievement as far as a game goes as well, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, you talk about it not making use of the gamepad, you would think it would hopefully make some decent use of the gamepad with the inventory system and stuff like that, which looks a little bit more in depth than Breath of the Wild this time around, um. But yeah, that's probably going to be the game, the best game to come out on the system, if we're being honest. And it's also the one that comes out, for all intents and purposes, when the system is dead. Um, my number five out of the five I've played is the one Grant bought me, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Number five, <laughs> Captain Toad um, Treasure Tracker. Ooh. Solid game. Never played the whole thing we played like that first world grant and then there was like two others and i went back to them some uh never finished the whole thing but i like it i like how i like the simplistic nature of it and how it is so focused on puzzles i like that you can't jump (laughs) in it it's kind of like the best part of the whole thing (laughs) it's it's charming in a way because of that and uh, i i don't know it's just a it's just a fun little game to play around with it's nothing too in depth um i did the videos for ign on that one oh yeah i think i remember that um yeah, it's a, it's just an enjoyable little game. It, it feels like a mini game collection in a lot of ways, um, but there's some good levels. The more you get into it, at least with the one and a half or so worlds I played, um, it's fun. I like it. Captain Toe Treasure Trackers, the bomb. We need a sequel to it. Number four for Grant. Number four, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Yeah. On somebody's Definitely. List. That's when. I, that's when I that's i yeah i played it first on the wii u and then after like a year i was like i need some more shovel knight so i bought on the 3ds mm. but i've been playing the dlc plague knight i still haven't beaten plague knight that plague. one's plague knight is it's complex uh, it's hard it, i'm like wow it really there is a sense of fluidity to it once you it is satisfying once you like grasp the mechanics and stuff and build those combos but 
I can't wait for Spectre it's... of Torment. Spectre isn't they're making a third one, right? Yeah, is and it then King, King also after that? King Knights after Spectre, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm excited that they're continuing with the DLC from like the Kickstarter they did. Fun. Yeah, Shovel Knight. It felt like an old school like Mega Man almost. And I went back and played Mega Man some a little bit in high school. And I absolutely loved it. Those early Han Mega Mans with the 2D and stuff. They're really, like, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And Shovel Knight, I think, is better than any of those Mega Man games I've ever played. And I like the ability you're like purchasing items too. Like you have all these different power ups, um, power ups, whatever you want to call them. And the boss battles are all unique and different. King Knight just loved it. He was flaunting everywhere. The Decadent submarine damage. Bioshock Daddy. <laughs> um, one, I think every on the levels are also like very hard at some points, but they're also like charming and what they can and can't do. And like trying to find all the music chapters, everything about that game is fun. From the searching, from the battles, to the stories, nice and witty, and all that stuff. I think it's one of the best i'd say it's one of the best platformers i've ever played ever and probably would scrape in the top five of my best games of all time list yeah it would yeah it would yep it's definitely top 10 top five is probably there's been no game comparable to shovel logan is uh probably sick of hearing about shovel knight because i talk about it so much yeah we just dig it a lot a gosh (laughs) I had to do it. Sorry. Good job, Grant. I'm glad you made a pun on the podcast. For shovel justice. <laughs> um, Max, you're number four. My number four, if I turn my phone back on here, is... I got it right here. Tropical Freeze. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. One of the most grueling, difficult platformers I've Did you ever, ever play this, Grant? I can't remember. I played a little bit. Of, I played like demos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it was like Donkey Kong. I felt like it was just a normal Donkey Kong. That's how I, I mean. Felt. It was I intriguing. It. Oh, it's so hard. I watched stuff on it, but it's so hard. It's a absolutely gorgeous game. Like the art style of it, and just the the textures and how they make Donkey Kong and Diddy and Cranky and Dixie all look. It's it's awesome. But it's it's difficulty is really what makes it shine and. Um, it also holds a special place in my heart because it's the first time I ever dipped my toes into to guide writing and it's how I got into IGN was doing the first four worlds of that game for free and really learning the system and getting into the minutiae of it. And So I'll ever uh, have a f- special spot in my heart for Donkey Kong. Um, but man, what a, what a hard platformer. <laughs> oh wait, for a hard platformer on a scale of like... Shaq Fu being the easiest game. That's a fighting game. (laughs) Okay, settle down. To Dark Souls, how difficult would Tropical Freeze be? I mean, I'm not one to compare things to Dark Souls. One, because I've never played it. Two, because... Oh, gosh. I played it for five minutes, and I was like, I cannot I mean, I've played played Dark Souls. Like, I've had friends force me through the tutorial, and that's always a fun way to play a game, being forced to do it. The uh, tutorials usually aren't hard, though. That's the thing. That's the uh, problem. Dark Souls One. It's like oh, Dark this Souls is... One is here. You go, make your dude slice, slice. Oh, walk through this door, fall dead, and just yep. keep dying. It's Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls is Dark Souls. It is is grueling. It's tough. It's precise. If you screw up, you know why you screwed up. It's there's never anything cheap about it. It's always your fault. Which kind of reminds me of um, 
Hotline Miami 1 or oh, um, other games. So, yeah, it's pretty darn tough. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number four is the game I got for free because I purchased Mario Kart or whatever that What's weird deal was they it's had Pikmin. there. Yeah, it's Pikmin 3. That was the one that I downloaded for free because was that what the what the deal was? If I you bought Mario was. Kart by a certain Kart date. Within a time, you got yeah. a free game. So I bought Mario Kart and then I downloaded Pikmin 3. Um, good game. Liked it. First Pikmin, actually, believe it or not. I had played the others here and there, but never a full Pikmin game. Um, it was fun for the day and a half that I sat down and played with it because I had it beaten so quickly. Um, it's Pikmin. Like, there's not a whole lot to break down here. I mean, the formula is once again like good. I mean, you know what you're you know what you're getting with these games. Um, but the new Pikmin types are obviously cool. The rock types and things like that and um, the boss at the end was pretty, f- it's it's always fun fighting bosses in those games because you just, you got to make sure you've got your forces set straight before you go in there and try to fight, try to fight whatever you're fighting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a good game. And, and I thought it utilized the gamepad fairly well with the whole tapping throw mechanic and things like that, which you can use the stylus with and stuff like that. Once I learned that you could do that, that definitely helped me out in, in in the boss fight specifically when you needed to throw as fast as humanly possible. And it was pretty accurate. By the end of the game, I was kind of tapping where I need, knew I needed to throw them without really like looking or anything like that. So um, Pikmin 3 is good. I like it. Number three. Number three for oh, Grant. Uh, I put Super Mario 3D World as number three. I will hop in and say that that is my number three as well. No way, because it's my number three as well, too. Good. One fell swoop. Let's knock this out. All right. I think this is, this is I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is the first like Mario game I completely 100%ed. It is, I Wait, think. Yeah, whoa. I remember you telling me about that. Did you do the Champions Road? Yes, I've done everything. You I beat, beat every Champions level Road? Because that's character. all I have left. Yep, I've beaten oh everything. Uh, that last, that last Champions Road or whatever. Oh, it's so hard. I've gotten about halfway through <laughs> it's it. Miserable. It's so. I, the first time I beat it, I told myself I would do it with Toad. So it's even more miserable because you can barely jump, jump with that. Game. Toad is. <sighs> I think all the levels were very well designed. Like I hated what was it? It's not 3D World on the 3DS. It's 3D Land. Land. World I absolutely on, yeah. despise 3D, 3D Land really? on the 3DS. I did not like it at all compared oh, wow. to 3D World. Mm. Multiplayer, local multiplayer. I played this a lot, local multiplayer mm. at college. That's probably like the number one thing. And I played more of, yeah, multiplayer on this than Mario Kart 8. It was definitely like we could like mess around and also be serious about like trying to get everything within a level. That was the best part. Like, I'd be like, I need to get these. Star coins? Was it star coins in this game? There were green stars and there were stamps. Yeah. I had got all the stamps, all the green stars and everything. Mm -hmm. And like, we were like joking around the whole time. Like, hey, can you get that? And like, they'd throw me to get it. And I'd just also be launched off the edge to at the same time. Like, is this an effing joke? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I think I had the most fun just because of how much I played it with others. Mm -hmm. The very charming, wonderful design of the levels, especially Champions Road. Champions Road was good it's and it's great stuff being able to go back and 
do everything and trying to find everything was fun with friends compared to like, oh, I'm going to replay and get everything. So I'm just going to grind through this game, which can be boring alone. So I enjoyed it for that reason. I I did play the game with um, people quite a bit. I didn't get the game at launch. I just didn't have the money. I actually got it for Christmas that year. So I would go over to Landon's house and play it a lot, multiplayer, in the beginning. <laughs> and I so fondly remember, I would always play as Luigi because out of all the characters, Luigi is m- my favorite. Um, and he would always play as Toad because he just liked being faster than everyone else because in his brain, being faster meant you were better. And so... Toad was so bad. I hated Toad. Toad is garbage. And so I would make it my goal, my mission, my life's work, no matter what in the level when I was playing at his house. I had two things to do. Get the crown and keep it. And always <laughs> land at the top of the flagpole. Because that meant Luigi's flag went up and his the toad flag would not. So when you would be on the map, like the overworld map, you would see Luigi's flag and that drove him insane. And it so he would he would when I wasn't over he would go in and like get rid of my Luigi flags and then I would have to come back over and just start claiming new ones. It was so much fun. But then when I got the game by myself, I played through the entire thing by myself that way in the hundred percent journey. And I the only one I couldn't beat was Champions Road. Um, and that just collecting everything, unlocking the characters, playing in each unique style, is just so satisfying. I think the game's beautiful. Um, I do love the jazz kind of music, like the jazz-inspired music and themes and stuff. And I really dig the one-off kind of levels. Um, I remember there's like a Mario Kart kind of level where you're racing to get to the end. Um, mm-hmm. And you're jumping off springs and hitting boost pads and all that stuff. Like That's how Galaxy 2 was as well. Yeah, there's just these like one-off shoots of just these crazy ideas. You, they would teach you in the beginning of the level, and then by the end of it, you had mastered that mechanic. And then it could be introduced later. It could never. You could never do it again. It was, it was just so much fun. And it, it's not the 3D Mario everyone wanted. Um, oh yeah. Especially after Galaxy. But I think it really surprised people, in a lot of ways. I remember my initial reaction to the reveal. Cat Mario, like what the heck? Cat Mario's OP. Oh. Cat Mario is OP. You stole the thing I wanted to talk about, which is the cats. Um, <laughs> pretty much neither of you had neither of you had mentioned cats, and that was a shame. Cat Bowser is the final boss of the game. Oh my gosh, with Spoilers, the cherries! Dear God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's so amazing. I forgot about the cherries too. That's actually kind of fun. Um, so I have less of a connection to this game, and I think I enjoyed it way less because I never played it with people. I tried to get people to play it with me, and just wouldn't. Um, so I, I, I never really got to experience the multiplayer portion or aspect of the game same way that you guys did. But being as a person who just played it by himself, sing, a single player, still a great game, still a great Mario game. I think the level design is phenomenal. I think the... What? You're all by yourself. Oh, I can't ever hear because I have my my talking feeds back into my ears. And then when yeah, I hear... Mine does too. You, you, um, I did it quiet on purpose. So yeah uh level design's great i think everything the way everything's laid out the way the levels are laid out is fun it progressively gets harder and harder as the game goes on which is indicative of always indicative of a good mario game i think there needs to be a level of challenge to mario games otherwise it's just not the same um and then yeah there was a bunch of extra stuff to do and collect obviously you guys did a lot of it and whereas i didn't um but again i think i was just kind of not soured on the game, but I think I had just kind of reached the end of it 
I, I, my time with it, I felt like was over by the time I had finished it because there was nobody else for me to play with or anything like that. And I just had gotten sick of playing alone. I, I don't know. It, it Again, it wasn't, I don't think it lessened the experience, but I knew going into it that it was a multiplayer Mario game that I could experience with others and I hadn't. And so because of that, because of my situation, I think it was a little bit, I didn't get the most out of it like I could have, but I still really liked it regardless. And it's why it's number three on my list. Um, so now number, number two. Ooh, Correct. number two. Does Ari and someone's honorable mentions, but Yoshi Woolly World. Mm. That is my number two. I I randomly picked up actually, wait, do I have it over here? Yeah, I still have like the little amiibo, the only one in my room right now. Yeah. Yep. I remember getting that game. I was like, I guess it's another amiibo to the collection. If you know me and Logan, we are the OG amiibo hunters. I'm pretty sure I'm the one who got Logan into it. <laughs> is it this your is the, fault? Yeah, this is the man who got me into hunting amiibo. All right. So Grant, <laughs> not because you're not crazier, because. Let's see if you're crazier than Logan. Do you have the me fighter amiibo? Sadly, I do not. I almost bought it at Toys R Us like <sighs> so when that first came out. I was at the Toys R Us and I was holding. I was like, I can get all three right now. But I didn't. I'm going. To, I need to finish up the collection. There's like one i'm missing right now and i can buy them easily i was gonna say we still don't have cloud and bayonetta so yeah cloud bayonetta or um i have ryu actually it's corn yeah corn yeah i have ryu that's like the newest one i got but i stood outside for like hours for all these amiibos that's like a whole other story you and me both Logan remembers me freaking out when they like had a pit amiibo at the store and I bought for like 30 bucks. Uh, Yeah, that was fun. Um, That's a fun story we could recall real quick. There was a day where me and Grant and a couple of our other friends drove around the entire Indianapolis area, went to every retail store we could think of within a certain distance from where we lived. How many retail stores do you think we went to that day, Grant? Maybe like... 10 12 12, 12. i yeah. think 12 at least 12 we went to so many different parts nothing okay hold could you say that again everything like small mom and pop store by our house and we went in there and he had a pit amiibo but he that he was up because it was um because it was a mom and pop place, he he pushed the price up on it, and it was like yeah, yeah it was like thirty bucks or something like that. Grant, like you said, um, which he eventually ended up buying. But that's how I got into it originally as well. Was I even to this day? I don't really give two craps about Amiibo the, as far as the functionality goes. I think I the statues themselves are of nice design, and I think they're cool. I got into it purely because it was a hunt thing, and that. Oh, yeah adrenaline of finding something that you know is rare was fun which is why today when you're like ah oh, you gonna buy the zelda amiibo that they released 30th anniversary are you gonna get the breath of the wild amiibo or whatever like i have no inclination to really ever buy any of those and yeah. i think they're cool designs and stuff too but just they're not rare you didn't, so I don't i'm care. surprised you didn't buy the ocarina of time link um, I saw it on sale the other day for a couple bucks. See, when they start to fall, I think I will. Like the Waluigi one's like $5 now. So I may jump on that now oh that it's so cheap. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'm never gonna go out of my way and waste money on those stupid things again, just because I, buy, I don't. I buy the ones I care about. Like I bought the last new amiibo I bought was the Boo amiibo, and I only did that because it glows in the dark, and I think it's really <laughs> cool. I don't have shelf space for them either. Like I used to actually kind of display them. Now I don't. So yeah, I have, there's really I no point to display them too. But I have they them just take a They're all sitting in a box in my room. So the Great King DDD. <laughs> I want DDD. that DDD. You don't have. Yeah, that's the one everybody tries to steal from me when they come over to my house. I would um, love a DDD. DDD but yeah, great. back to the list. Wooly World. Um, yeah. Wooly World. I like the more colorful. Like this was a really colorful, really like bright, vibrant game. I thought it looked art-wise like the best game I looked. It looked at and creative with like how you can use the yarn, like how you accessed. Like I still love more about the game. Like finding all the different kind of Yoshis you can get and on top of Amiibos, like the Amiibo you can scan in. So I have like 50 different Amiibos. I'm like, one day I'm like, take an hour scanning each of them in. Like, so I can have a Captain Falcon Yoshi and stuff like that. I thought that that was really unique and cool. The challenge levels at, near the end, I'm pretty sure I 100 percent this game because I got the yeah, platinum. I, I, I remember you doing it, yeah. I yeah. came over to your house and saw it, that you can play it all of it. Yeah, so, I mean, I just enjoyed 100%ing it, trying to find the nooks and crannies of, like, all these different Yoshis and secret worlds and stuff. I think it was really fun, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's, I think it's higher than Super Mario 3D World just because of the art style and how unique and creative they were using the yarn within the game. If it wasn't, like, oh, a yarn Yoshi game, Mario 3D World might be, too. But I just like the uniqueness and the difference within a game using Yoshi, not as the typical dinosaur, just as like some cute little lizard that's a ball of yarn that can <laughs> spit your friend out too. And the co-op was good on that too. I think the co-op was magnificent on there because you could just make your friend like an egg and throw him too. Mm -hmm. And also play God with it. Like, oh, yeah, I want you to hit this cloud, but I also want you to die at the same time. So have fun. <laughs> Monster. You're one of those people. Oh, yeah. Ugh, you're the worst. For the greater good. That's <laughs> your number two. My number two. Super Smash Brothers Wii U. I think I know what number one is now. What? Crazy. Um, Super Smash Brothers is my number two. Smash Brothers as a franchise is the reason I'm, I'm probably here today. It's the first game I ever remember playing uh, on the N64. Smash Brothers is near and dear to my heart. The game is so special. Um, I think the fact that they went out of their way to make a GameCube adapter really speaks to fans of Smash Brothers in the right way to play, the true, pure way. I don't know how I feel about that adapter still. I wasn't. I love it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it either. I think it's super strange. I think uh, it's the best thing they could have done for Smash Brothers. I think. Don't it, get me. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but it's so odd. That, that we're using a controller from a 15 thing. years ago? Yeah. The only reason we, we have to use it is because the Smash Melee community is so oh. vibrant and alive still. I like, think it's if, just because all other controllers they have are trash. No, like, you could play the other way. It's just, like, it is the community. They made that for the community, and it was the right play. But the game itself, the fact DLC characters bringing in people like Cloud yeah. and Ryu. Cloud and Ryu, I was like, holy moly. That's... And 
Pac-Man and Mega Man and Sonic and Mario. You have these titan icons in the industry all in one game. It's it's a marvel. This game is this amalgamation of video game history, and it's wonderful that it all can exist in one game. It really is packed, overflowing, filled to the brim with content. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It is... It is a feat unto itself. It is. I love Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. My number two is Mario Kart 8. Um, wah, wah. Didn't play a whole lot of it, wah, wah. which is probably why it's a little bit lower. Um, I think this is, I like, I agree. I think this is probably a, objectively the best, like, best mario kart game yes um not my personal favorite but as far as like mechanically how how sound it is i think it's easily the best one they've ever put out um it spawned the luigi death stare meme um (laughs) gosh i almost forgot about that (laughs) it it really and it made better what was introduced in seven with the underwater exploration stuff and the flying mechanics and things like that um i think it felt it, it, I don't know. It, it was just a top to bottom, a really solid Mario Kart game. And again, probably the best one they've ever put out. And I wish I would have played more of it, but it's kind of hard when no one lives around here that much, which is why I played it with Grant the most. Like I played it with him more than I ever played it with anyone else. So um, good game. Liked it. All right. So number one. Number one. Number one. Well, I assume me and Max have the same number one. Yeah, I'm going to take a while, I guess. I'm assuming we do. It's Mario Kart 8 then. Yes, Mario Kart 8 is apparently right. both of our favorite yep. Wii U game. For some reason, this game, like I could tell you like it's the greatest like Mario Kart or whatever, but the main thing that sells this game for me is the music. There has been yeah. no game that has as good as music, a better soundtrack anything than this Mario Kart. The way they actually use real instruments to play or like get the music into this game like big blue like every track has this stellar music that i absolutely love there's only like two games i can think of off the top of my head that i would like praise for their music so much one they're both actually nintendo games one is mario kart 8 the others is Medios. there is no games that will compare music wise um but i like the dlc like how they add me's the customization amiibo support even though like amiibos are sort of eh like just functionality i like the amiibo support and how they put it in there i liked the dlc like how they did like link in animal crossing added those random maps i liked the what is it the f-zero maps yeah especially with the zero gravity mechanic the f-zero maps have been perfect there's like no other map like if you didn't have the zero gravity mechanic those f-zero maps would just suck and it'd be horrible i think there's no way you could do those maps well without zero gravity but the dlc even the music on the dlc is like absolutely phenomenal and i'm so excited it's put on the switch because hands down the best mario kart no nothing comes close mario kart wise to this one i personally i'm a person that dislikes a double dash <gasps> but i'm gonna i'm gonna think, you know i'm gonna jump in and agree with you i think double dash is a tad bit overrated as well yeah you guys are in that 7.9 camp you guys are insane i love it don't get me wrong but i think it is it's yeah. it's looked on it's looked upon a little bit too 
with bright eyes a little too much but yeah they picked the perfect maps the remake for like the old school maps they picked the perfect ones they picked nintendo 64's rainbow road which sadly isn't three laps it's just three segments of one lap of the that's original what, six yeah, that's, the, that's the only complaint i have about that game is they don't and have the battle mode the full on. and well battle mode is going to be fixed so i'm not too pissed yeah. about it yeah but gotta be honest also battle mode not that good not i'm not a i'm not oh. a battle mode guy i used to like it when i was a kid not a, it's, 64 it's, had it right with 64 like, did it was the one that did it best haven't enjoyed a battle mode ever since then battle yeah. mode i enjoyed on 64 and then uh ds were the ones yeah, that sort I really of DS, i guess i played yeah DS but even that was almost like a byproduct of couldn't you do that with the uh the wireless play yeah mm-hmm. see so i think it was almost just fun because everybody around you who had a ds could do it yeah. yeah, I even then, like I, 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 ten out of ten times, I'm gonna decide to race rather than play battle mode if I, if I have the option in Mario. Yeah, 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 but definitely best tracks. The drifting feels so nice compared to the older ones, for sure. It's so um, it's so good. Zero gravity was a nice touch, made everything a little bit more exciting. I, there's almost no complaints besides battle mode, really. Um, Mario, Mario Kart is a, is a gem. It is the best, most fluid Mario Kart ever. Drifting, if you want to be the best, drifting is essential. There is, there is a learning curve and a skill curve here, and you notice yourself become better at it. Um, Mm -hmm. the fact that they valued a 60 frames per second performance, um, is astounding. Not astounding. It's like... It was essential. This is the game that made me see the difference between 30 and 60 before I really never could tell. Um, but now I see frames in all the games. And 60 frames is essential. And I hope Mario Kart and Mario Kart never will go back, I think, um, to oh, yeah. anything below 60. And they locked it. It was there was no dipping in that in that mode, which is awesome. Kind of like on 3DS having 60 frames per second per character. That was impressive. Anyway. The tracks are beautiful. The DLC, which was really Nintendo's first prominent franchise to get a major DLC drops, you know, more than dub, you know, 50% more tracks than the game launched with, and they were good tracks. The fact that they opened it up beyond the Mario franchises and they put in characters like Link and Villager and Isabel, stuff like that, really cool. The game is just so much fun. And, um, I flew to New York City for the launch of this one. I, it was the first time in New York, and our trip lined up with the launch of the game. And so I went, you know, I went to the Nintendo World Store, and we were there at the midnight launch, and all this stuff. And like, it was so special. And this game is a blast. It really, I've never had more fun playing and learning and becoming the best at a Mario Kart game. And I, lo- yeah. I would, I'll throw down with any of you anytime. And so that, and that's a big reason why I'm so excited for the Switch version, is because it's so good. It's just gonna be oh, it's too good. Yep, and they're adding characters like King Boo, which that was hasn't like one been, of the characters like hasn't been in the game since. Was he in Wii? Double Dash? No, he was in Wii actually. Okay, so Wii's his last appearance, which is a big yeah. deal. Which Dry Bones in it? Dry Bones is in this now. new one, yeah. All we need now is Funky Kong, and we got the full lineup we need. <laughs> we If they put Funky Kong back in, and they could put Captain Falcon in, it'd be the dream. Yep. 
And double items. Double yeah. items. <gasps> oh, well, this so is the Wii U version. Good. Mario Party um, is so good. Yep. The music was the one thing I forgot to mention in that. Yeah, I think it's their use. The what instruments they decided the decided saxophone. to use in the instrument. Yeah, the yeah. saxophone, the trumpets. They went very jazz heavy with the whole album, which is, I think, why it stands out so much because you, those instruments usually aren't used in that prominent of a way. And so I think because of that, it was really cool. Um, number one for me is the Smash game Brothers. I've played the most, and it's Smash Bros. Um, as simple as that. It's a game I played the most. I like Smash Bros. It's like my one of my favorite Nintendo franchises. Um, the roster's awesome. It's probably the best top-to-bottom Super Smash Bros. game ever. Um, and I know, Max, you'll probably jump in and say Melee. I, I'm i not a huge Melee guy. I mean, at the time, don't get me wrong, but I think Brawl and Wii U have both are both better than melee i i, I was would, never i would heavily high. disagree brawl. on the brawl front brawl yeah brawl there's no way it's better than brawl's melee. better, like, brawl's like, better. Uh, i'm not talking like objective like one on one v one me bro like you'd go to melee but preferably if i was to play one of them just like in a party setting i would much rather play brawl because i don't like how many clones are in melee that's always the one thing that is like kind of frustrated me with melee is that you got link and young link and gandorf and captain falcon and then pichu, uh, pichu and pikachu yeah it's like they don't do a lot with their character roster there that's very interesting to me um mewtwo for all intents and purposes is kind of similar to samus in some ways um i would so yeah, i would disagree but, on that one yeah i disagree on that well i mean brawl had, yeah they're pretty different yeah so, uh, roy and marth one Two, three. They had three Star Fox characters in Brawl. They were yeah. all the same. And one of them wasn't Slippy, so that's the problem one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Brawl did have clones. I, um, I but they did no, have. No, don't new, get me wrong. I know. And it they did, had new original like, characters like Pokemon Trainer for the first time. Meta Knight. Yeah. Um, it was like Rob. it was. It was. It was more just I, I. We Grant, you and I played Brawl probably more than any other game I think ever, ever. <laughs> like when I talk about how many hours I've played Max or play Brawl Max, like it's me and Grant and all of our idiot friends playing that game for hours on end and having tournaments and things like that. And I played a lot of Melee too, but I don't think I've ever played any one game in the history of my life more than Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Like I I don't know how many hours we put into that game, Grant, but it's obnoxious. A lot, yep. a lot of freaking hours. Um, so Brawl, I, again, objectively, Melee's the better game. I, I'm very much aware of that. And if you're going to have an actual fight to see who is better, you would go to Melee. But Brawl, pre- preferably, is uh, I like it a little bit more. And then Wii U, um, I think I like it a little bit more because it is more balanced compared to Brawl. Because you do have a wider range of characters to choose from. Everything is just... I like the uh, the stages in it are great. The one thing lacking is that I didn't feel like they iterated w- upon classic mode very much in this. And I know there's the whole like it evolves into some like master hand and uh, crazy hand like evolve into that black orb thing or whatever if you play on one of the harder difficulties. I forget what it's called. But um, that was about it. 
really for as far as single player stuff goes i didn't feel like it held much weight like at least with Wii, they tried to add that single player mode the adventure mode thing not adventure the story mode thing which was fine like i don't know looking back on it like it's not very good but it, they, it was there they tried something i didn't feel like they tried anything in the single player realm willy really with uh the Wii U version, which um, I wish they would have tried to do something similar to that again, but then we probably probably wouldn't have gotten the game until like six months ago. Um, I don't know. It's good. And I, I again, even as weird as I think it is, I'm glad we were able to use GameCube controllers, even though that's just psychotic that they had to essentially allow two generation old controllers to be compatible with their current hardware because their current hardware was so poorly de- their their current controllers are so poorly designed to play fighting games i think um like the the brick controller never feels good the pro controllers really never feel that good either because I of think the, the pro controller feels great it's okay i don't like the sticks being up at the top though together like they needed to be offset or something like that that was the one thing that always really bothered me with that controller everything else i thought was good with it um yeah the addition of eight player smash is fun as well if you've got enough people and they've got ds's or whatever to play as well i don't know it's just top to bottom a good mario or super super smash bros game and again it's like like i still play that one every now and then my brother has friends that come over all the time and i'll jump in and i'll play with them so um but yeah top five wii u games for us all that is our list that is everything woo Woo! Everybody's partying at Milligan. Um, That's it for that list. Um, So that's it for the Wii U, too, because, I mean, like I said earlier, we got Breath of the Wild coming out, but then that is it for this console. The Everything is done with the Wii U, and retrospectively, the last thing we'll do in this episode is kind of look back, talk about the console as a whole, what we thought of it, um... I objectively think it's a bad console. And if you say otherwise, you're probably lying to yourself in some respect. I, I don't think, and you guys even touched on it earlier, the tablet controller never really reached its fruition of what it could do. You both said that, um, no games really besides Mario maker ever made great use of the gamepad. It always felt like a half baked thing well, that developers were never really utilizing. Like they could have, there were games that made great use of it. Mario Maker justified its existence. Um, like Rainbow Curse, for example. Like that literally made you had to play the game that way. But justifying its existence was totally Mario Maker. Yep. Um so yeah, again, I, I feel like it it just felt very half baked and like they didn't know what they were doing with it. And that's very indicative of the fact that the Switch is out now. This thing had one of the shortest console life cycles I in recent memory. Honestly, um, I don't really know what console life cycles were back in like in back in the day with Sega and the Super I mean, stuff like that. For clarity, but the thing the was Wii U, the Wii U was announced in 2011, launched in 2012, and the NX um, name was name dropped in 2015. So it had yeah. th- little under three years of spotlight before the notion of the next Nintendo home console started uh, clouding it. Um, and they pretty much abandoned and the other thing worth noting too is that like 2016 was pretty much dead the whole year they didn't touch the thing that i mean well that'll technically be a year that the console was released and out before the switch came out 
they abandoned ship on it entirely pretty much all of 2016. So it had 2012, 13, 14, and 15, which is about, uh, again, about four years where it was relevant. And then that was it. And then, to, well, 2012 was, it came out in November, correct? Yes, in November. I believe so. Yeah. So yeah. it pretty much had a three-year life cycle, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> so there's i mean we are nintendo bailed ship on the thing early and I, I don't think it never really gained traction with anybody it only sold about 12 to 14 million units and um while there were, was some good games on it like the ones we talked about here today i i just think you can't come away from this without saying that it's an objective huge failure by nintendo and that it's probably one of the worst consoles ever up there with maybe I, I don't know. There's there's so much trash back in the 80s and 90s that was just, again, you mentioned like Virtual Boy and things like that. This is Nintendo's biggest flub up since probably the Virtual Boy in a lot of respects. Um, but it's probably the most underperforming console since the Dreamcast, I think. Ooh. All right. Mm. How I feel about the Wii U since I'm a big old Nintendo fanboy. I mean, yeah. Compared to other systems, it sucked. I liked it more than the Wii, surprisingly. I thought Wii was just full of, oh, look, I got a Wii mote. Got to do some gimmicks here and there. But <laughs> this felt less gimmicky just because people bailed on like the touchpad a lot. I mean, Mario Maker was the best one, as we said, a lot. Like It's the best one for the touchpad. And the one that used the touchpad the most and well. I think also, I mean, it was nice for stuff also like Wind Waker and probably because you don't have to press start to switch items or whatever you can just drag it with your finger as you're on the go which was nice but um i mean overall yes lack of third party games was a big deal breaker i think too like what games did they have they had watchdogs eventually like a year like a year or something after originally they had watchdogs they launched with like dark siders creed and uh dark siders came there yeah um yep. Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, Batman, Arkham City, Armored Edition. Like yep. they tried to come out of the gate and like, we have third party support, kind of like they're doing with the Switch right now, yeah. where they're like, hey, we have third party support. It's like, dude, Rayman Legends and Skyrim is not yeah. indicative of having third party support. Yeah, Rayman Legends, it was supposed to be exclusive, then it bailed because it looked like, oh, the Wii is just going to suck. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things wrong with that. But overall, I think for. I think it is the most disappointing system out of Nintendo's recent ones. Like, uh, out of what you would consider a main console from them NES, SNES, N64, GameCube, and then the Wii. And then obviously Wii U. Um, The Wii was the the hot thing, though. That is what really got them back sort of into the console. Like, everyone had a Wii. Like, it was the most wanted thing. Like yeah. there's those stupid contests where like don't pee for a Wii or whatever. Like, oh yeah, that woman got sick or something, right? Or died. yeah, a woman died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are people dying for Wii U's? No. <laughs> but hopefully, I think the Switch will turn around. I think it's very unique. Hopefully, these flaws are firmware update fixable and not hardware. But overall, Wii U, yeah, I think it's even though I had some really good games. Mario Kart 8 and such like that like overall I think it was a big failure sadly even though I enjoy these games like no one's business like I'd rate these above games like I play on Xbox the only game I wouldn't rate it above is League of Legends because you know I love League of Legends (laughs) but (laughs) 
but yes like this is a failure of a console the games are still gems and they're still like if i had to go back in time and be like what consoles do i want to grab i'll probably still grab like strict nintendo consoles including the wii u just because like these are gems i want to replay over again one day and that that right there is is the key for me as well um if you've listened to the show or at all you might describe me as a wii u apologist um, because I really do think this system has, from first party, like pound for pound, for pound some of the strongest first party games a system has ever had. Like, the quality of Nintendo games on this system is fantastic. I mean, we yeah. gushed about some of them, and like I said before we started the list here, I had to make cuts, and I, w- I was pretty bummed about the cuts. I know Logan likes to... You know, say I only played five games, and that's that's true for Logan. But there really were a ton of quality first party, and you know, you can even say some second party with like Bayonetta two games on there that were just strong. And that is what I'm gonna remember the most about the Wii U, not the fact of its marketing being botched because of the name and lack of support and commercials. I'm not gonna remember it for its Mass Effect three Game of the Year edition. I'm not going to remember it for not having fallout 4 i'm gonna remember it for mario kart for smash and all the memories tied into all of these games and that i think is a testament just to the games and the the quality that nintendo can put out that's that's the spin i would put on it as well like nintendo's quality of game development never dipped and i don't think we ever expected anything Mm -hmm. less from them it was just what the platform that they put it on was exactly objectively not a good platform but that was their platform at the time so therefore the games that they put on it were good they really made it shine it was a hunk Mm -hmm. of junk but they really knew how to make it shine no one no one knew the way you could make a game as beautiful as as mario kart 8 Oh gosh! Like the just the visual stuff they could suck out of their system. Like they knew it from the ground up, and they made some wonderful games. And that's what I'm going to remember it for. Even games like We Party You. Like I go over <laughs> and we we play We Party You quite a bit because we have fun with it. And that is that's always what a Nintendo console's been. T- you know, just like getting together and playing games and having fun. And that's what I'm. That is what I'm going to remember my Wii U for. Um, but you know. It's it's time for it to, it's been it's been Die. time for it to go away, and be remembered Viking fondly. Viking funeral, yeah, Viking funeral. Um, so no, you do those for the ones who you respect. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my! Again, again, we're killing the console. All right, not the games. The console can go die. I hate this stupid thing. It feels like a freaking Fisher Price toy. That pad doesn't feel good at all. Feels like leapfrog. Leapfrog. <laughs> yeah. It does not. It never at any point felt good to me. It just. It was not a good system. And I'm so glad that the Switch is at least sleek and at least looks like nice hardware but you know what it's ui bad garbage it's ui's junk never said that i never said that um stupid ui it's a sleek console but it's a bad ui you remember that wii u ui great loved it yep all the me's running up top is the best i loved it (laughs) at least it was unique 
Like, at least it had, like, a Nintendo feel like that. See? Now, that was a legitimate concern you could have brought up when we were discussing the Wii, the Switch (laughs) You brought it back up, so therefore now we're discussing it again. Um, Yeah, I mean, seriously, I I don't know. The Wii U is a a product of Nintendo being tone deaf, (laughs) not understanding what what exactly they're doing here. No, I I, I would disagree with tone deaf. I think they were just, it was the wrong interpretation. They wanted to be a part of the tablet gaming, but they took the wrong approach to it um their tech was outdated they knew that tablet which is in a sense uh, to me being toned up like how could you launch in 2012 knowing that on the cusp the other first party developers are going to release machines that are way way heftier in terms of internal internals um and you're this is your first foray into hd gaming in 2012 like uh, just the fact that, that it even took them that long to get to that point was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't want the Wii U to sink Nintendo by any means, but it's definitely put them in a predicament with the Switch where the Switch needs to do well in order for them to kind of return to prominence in some ways. And I, I think it will. I, I think it, the concept behind the Switch is novel, but the Wii U, it's not going to go down in the gamers... <laughs> I don't. I don't think gamers are going to remember it that fondly, and I don't think Nintendo is going to bring it up that often from here on out. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna hear them talk about it. Not that they talk about their old gaming systems a lot as it is, but um, may want to make people forget this one happened until like twenty years from now during E three press events when they're ironically bringing it up again the same way yeah. they'll bring up Virtual Boy or something like that. We want to put a little bit of every console into this next one. Yeah, and then they'll be like, maybe not as much as this one, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wii U. Good riddance. So freaking glad that we can move on to something that's... Again, Switch is very much a counterpart of the Wii U as well. It's just probably what it should have been. And again, not directly with the whole handheld, the tablet, putting it on a dock. It didn't need to be exactly that. But even just starting with the gamepad, if they could have just made that a little bit nicer and not Tonka Toys (laughs) feeling, (laughs) then I think it would have gone a little bit further. Um, Max, you still here? Are you alive? I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. I didn't know. Your video's not been up for like 30 minutes or so. Um that's it for this episode unless you guys yep. have anything else to say that's it no. i the only no thing i uh, would like to say is um that breath of the wild will be out by the next time we record an episode and we will have our impressions and um if you're curious about anything about breath of the wild you should check out my history on breath of the wild's development which you could go to my blog and look at, at goleftgaming.wordpress.com or you could go to my youtube channel Go left gaming on YouTube and see the history of Breath of the Wild's development, which is actually uh, tied quite closely to the development and launch of the Wii U. So it's all very interesting. Or you could follow Max on Twitter at Max the White because he tweeted about Ooh. it about forty-seven times yesterday in the span of about four and a half hours. So, that, <laughs> so you could go find it there. You gotta just... get those views up. Um, but yeah, be sure to go follow Max on Twitter. I'm sure he'll tweet it out here here over the next few days up until the launch of the game. But you can find the rest of us on Twitter as well. You can find me. I'm at moreman12. You can find the show at MGS Podcast, where we tweet out links to the shows when we go live on YouTube and stuff like that, as well as MP3 links when those, once those get all uploaded and stuff. You can find Grant on Twitter at... Aqua? Aqua. 
Wait, it's what is aqua, it a? like the color? No, no, no. Well, it's sort of it's a play on that I'm awkward and that I swim, so it sounds like aqua for water, oh. but spelled really weird, like A W K W A H. Okay, so it sort of, sort of looks like awkward. Got it. All right, I dig it. I like the play on words. Yep. So go follow Grant at Aqua for league uh, stuff. I'll tweet Nintendo here and there. <laughs> yeah, go follow Grant for all the latest updates on Cloud Nine and what they're doing in the competitive scene. Um, Don't get me started. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you can also find the show on YouTube if you're watching there. Hey, what's up? Um, YouTube at Millennial Gaming Speak. Just search that. You should be able to find all of our episodes. Um, Got to come up with a cool thumbnail for this one. Have to think of something. Have to think of somebody like strangling a Wii U to death or something oh, along those lines. Um, please, if you're watching, like, share, comment, subscribe. It all helps us. Speaking of helping us, if you are listening to the show via iTunes, if you could leave us a review and subscribe to our feed as well that always helps us greatly and i would very much appreciate it if you could do that we're also on google play if you're an android user so you can catch us there and if you want to just listen to it through your web browser or something like that we're on soundcloud as well so you can listen to it there if you have the chance um besides that i think that's everything i feel like there's one thing i'm missing oh email that's the thing i'm missing email you can email us at mgspodcast at gmail.com um, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you may have about the show, maybe you think the UI is bad. I, I didn't ever say that, but maybe you think no, it's no, no, bad. No, no. You That's can email exactly us. You, and, <laughs> you can email us and tell us what you think about the UI. Um, do you want GameCube support on the Switch? Well, that's a real weird thing, but oh, tell gosh. us why you want that. Um, just email us anything you want, and we'll get back to you and maybe talk. Email us a topic. Maybe we'll talk about that coming up on the show. Um, but I'm going to doubt we won't do that next week if you send us a topic because, uh, like Max said, I'm sure we'll be talking about Breath of the Wild and Horizon the whole time. So, and our know. thoughts on the Switch. So be sure we'll be to be talking about the UI strictly for two hours. Yeah, we'll have a big a. UI debate. The great um, UI debate. Okay. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about all that stuff next week and maybe get somebody else in here who's been playing the switch as well and wants to share their thoughts on it uh we'll see what happens with that but oh last thing i want to mention too stay tuned to what's happening with the show in the coming week and a half two weeks something like that kind of a change is coming but not really but kind of <laughs> just stay tuned we'll let you know what happens and um we'll be tweeting out links or not links we'll be tweeting out news and stuff like that and i'm sure we'll talk about it at some point on this show too to let you know what's going on with that um but as far as that goes episode 82 is in the books thank you so much for joining us grant thanks for coming on appreciate well, thanks it. for having me i figured we'd wait until we talked about nintendo stuff for you to come on so that we're not like yeah so what do you think about mass effect or something like that? be like oh <laughs> It's a planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Do it again at some point. Maybe maybe we can record an in-person one if you're ever home at some point. We'll figure There's that all out. Esports. I'll rant on about dear, Rick Fox for dear years. God. Um, actually, I, I've, I have a friend who I've been trying to get on the show for a while now who writes about esports for Yahoo. And uh, yeah, but he, he does. He's in. Uh, he covers the fighting game community. So, oh, like Smash Bros. and Tekken and stuff. Uh, mainly Street Fighter. Street Fighter. And also, Street also, Fighter. also Marvel versus Cap Capcom. Three or two? Uh, three mainly. I think. I don't know. He covers the. He broadly covers the entire fighting game community, but it's 
most of it is centered on street fighter it seems like like that's one of that's the main game it seems like so so yeah um i'd like to have him on the show at some point in the future but i'm trying to wait until a timelier time when we could do that so um but anyway yeah thank you for coming on the show again and thank you out there if you listen to the show this week we will be back next week with episode 83 with all our thoughts on the switch horizon and the nintendo switch so be sure to come back next week and listen to what we have to say on that until then for max grant and myself thank you so much for listening we love you have a good night day week whatever bye see ya farewell thank you